Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sun Rental. Michael Cotton. Sun Rental. You know what I really enjoyed about that one is that I could hear your uvula just yes. like you sounded like a human turkey. I've lost control. I've noticed it in the last six months doing this show that I'm losing control of my uvula. There is a scream that I used to do that I'm not able to do anymore. And it's that and it feels fucking crazy. Well, it looks like a cartoon in my brain. It when it's is. I, 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 sh- I wish I had the camera on so you guys could see. I actually feel it come out. It hit me in the nose that time. It, it, <laughs> it seems like there's a little leprechaun inside your mouth just punching it. It is. He's like, yeah. I wish somebody could draw that cartoon for us. Well, it's the little fighting Irish guy, right? He, he's hitting you with the back of his fists. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is yeah. How I, Irish I, people fight. I, I see it. How come Irish people fight with? Uh, they don't punch. They like slap you with the back of your, their wrist. I don't. I I don't know. That's just uh, that's just old school bare knuckle brawling. That's like that's how they did it. They because you as you punch, if you twist your fist, it snaps and it makes a fucking harder snap, like a harder hit. And then people just realize that well, I don't have to completely spin my hand around. I just have to do it. Oh, Does that I, make I, sense? Yeah, I guess. I guess. I mean, it seems like it takes more action on your shoulder. Like for me to be in that position and then to punch, it feels like it takes me forever. But I, I'm 45 years old and I've never been in a fight. Well, I've, maybe since when I was little. Well, I, I think also when they were bare knuckle brawling, there were more of those like jabs and like snap punches. So you're trying to get a little extra snap out of it because you can't just fucking haul off and punch somebody with your. Uh, like a haymaker, because you'll break your fucking knuckles, ah, I and then you. you can't fight. Well, you can't break your knuckles on Lyle's uvula. That sounds nice and supple. <laughs> it, that is supple. <laughs> you got a supple uvula. Oh my god. Um. So, uh, yeah. Welcome to the Sunranto Show. I'm Danny Rocket, one of your uh, co-hosts here, and uh, Lyle Lakers out there in Maine. Had a quite Yeehaw! quite a weekend with uh, with. Three kids up in his house. Sounds like Friends mayhem. And family, and what a party we had. We had a good time. Swinging? You guys swinging out there? I mean, a What's little bit. On? I mean, what else do you do in fucking Maine? There's yeah, nothing yeah. to do here except for banging the neighbors. Yep, that's what you do. And uh, Michael, fresh from banging his neighbors, really early, 751 out in Colorado, IA. 
I've been up since uh, 6.15, guys. Yeah, I know. I knew, I knew, though. You knew. That you guys were never going to fucking make the 7 I was on time. It was- I was <laughs> I was up at 5.15 Eastern time today. I just, I just, I, I had house guests, and I, I would be rude. And, and the children would want to record with you guys, and I don't know that you guys would enjoy it. They're cute, but I'm sure there's a time when you're trying to be serious and talk about all that's happening in Cubs baseball right now, and, and really important stuff that you know a four-year-old. Would yeah, and they're, they're just singing that. "Old McDonald" into the microphone because it's the only right. fucking song they right. can remember. You know, you know what I miss? I miss uh, Mike Leonard's uh, daughter giving the ass stats. Oh yeah, ad stats, ad, ad stats. stats. Yeah, oh, those stats. are so Addison. fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have to get another kid on here. You know, it it, it softens us up. It makes us we just look need like Mike real back. Somebody give him a call. Let's come right. on. Let's get him back. He needs baseball. He needs us. We need. Yeah, him. I. Let's I just. Have, I mean, dude, we yeah. we've just about ruined that man's life. Come on. How, how did? Well, because <laughs> I don't. I don't want to get into that because how did? I was gonna say how did we ruin his life, and then I was really worried that I might find out. I don't need that kind of guilt. Yeah, we'll leave. Right. <laughs> well, I don't want to know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Being a part of uh, Cubs conglomerate like the ranters isn't necessarily good for everybody's mental health all the time. Mine included, right. mine included. Right. And, and you know, and it, the com- it's the company you keep. And I mean, I, I like know it. that you want to admit that you uh, keep the company of such hoodlums yeah. as uh, the ranters, the Sun Ranter show. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I love them all. It, yeah. uh, the motley crew that we are. We're, we're small, but mighty. You know, and I, I kind of like it's, it's like your penis. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> You're maybe half right. Um, <laughs> right. So, uh, well, before we start our podcast, I want to say because I was going to say on the last show, I forgot. Um, but congratulations to Ivy Envy. Episode number 600. I'm just impressed that you kept count. Because <laughs> right. we, we certainly did not. Yes. Well, you know, you know why? Because back when they started, it was so long ago, there were actual literal uh, podcasts about how to podcast and books about how to podcast. And they told you, you should start every episode by telling the people listening which episode you're on. Uh-huh. Like, that was like, back then, that was like the normal, like, like if you had a, a class in podcasting, they would say, you say your name, your episode, blah, 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 blah. And so they started that way. And it is amazing that they have held up for 600. I would have I would have messed up one, even if I started counting at the beginning. Oh, no, they did mess up one. They missed. They, I believe they missed one and they they re they had to release like another episode to get to the proper 500 oh, it sounds complicated like I, I can't do all that yeah yeah i'm not and i may be wrong about that but for some reason i i remember them having an issue in the 400s where they realized that like back in like 208 they jumped to 210 or something and oh. fucked it all up oh well. but then they fixed it they, they, so that's what I'm saying. It's a lot. It's a, extra lo- show. it's a lot of extra work, but hey, it's a great. It, they're an amazing show. Like a Corey, Andy, and Kurt. You know, they've been doing it for ten years, and uh, you just, know, j- j- just uh, <coughs> just ten short of what we've been doing it for. That's yeah. what it's it, what it feels like. <laughs> Jesus, no, we started right after them. Like we are maybe the second Cubs podcast. I don't know. We were like you and Lyle. 
Yeah, we started yeah, because it. Because I, I didn't come on till 2015. You know, we might be on episode like 500 or something. I have no clue. I, I mean, no, I said, what, what episode are they on? 600. 600. So we're 650, I think. <laughs> Whatever it is. Probably. 50. Yeah, it's 650, 655. Yeah. We've we've made a lot of shows, and I would love to know how many, if anybody wants to uh, let us know and figure it out. Um, I guess you I'll... save all these like on fucking SoundCloud or some shit? Just count them. Yeah, they didn't. I mean, we were on. I, I used to use different things. It's so boring, so I'm not going to get into it. But um, SoundCloud came later, so that's why it's hard to count. Anyway, I, I would I would literally not be able to tell because if I were running the the archive. They would all be deleted. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of them, but I deleted a bunch. A hard drive died once. I mean, there's all sorts of reasons that I'm not going to ever know how many shows we've done. And I don't fucking care, to be honest. But we're just going to keep making shows. And so far, we've barely even made a show out of this show. So this one doesn't even count yet. I mean, what, what a lot of shows put out there in quality, we just do quantity. Yeah, exactly. Hours and hours. And sexiness. Oh yeah. Oh, and sexy. A- AS- ASMR. Oh yeah. And we can. We can Nothing get you sexier high. than that early morning voice coming through your, coming through your speakers on your your Sunday drive, going to going to church and doing all the good things that good people do. You're listening to the Sun Ranto Show. Listen to this guy. <laughs> get get him up. To push push his button, and then all of a sudden he thinks he's fucking Barry White. Jesus, I've so, got. Well, you know, I've, I've, I feel the gravelly. I feel well, the. Yeah, you're the working. It. Yeah, I'm Michael Cotton, and I'm here to fuck your wife. Welcome, <laughs> to the, welcome to the sultry sounds of Ranto Radio. Oh, you sound good too. I can't really I like do it right now because I feel like I'm gonna cough. <laughs> so um and your and your face isn't working properly so you can't get the. I know my want. face. I, I was saying it before we started. My face is numb. Uh, they say I've got candida, so just look that up if you give a shit. But um, anyway, I'm I'm home. I'm supposed to be at spring training right now. I'm supposed to be going to uh, watch the Cubs and White Sox today yeah. in Sloan Park, and instead I went. But to he's our- but he's got candida, more like can don't uh, go to the Cubs game. Yeah, can't 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 Dita go to the Cubs game. Um, so yeah, so I'm I'm home. Supposed to be there till tomorrow night. Catch a bunch of games. It, it ain't happening. And worst of all, I missed respect bald, which was yesterday. Anthony Rizzo finally shaved off that giant yellow fucking Simpsons looking frock that he had and, going on on top of his head. And you need a fucking haircut, sir. It's starting to look weird up there. I know. Dude, who whoever it was that posted the aliens, dude. Oh my god, oh, I, was I almost beat rolling. my pants. You look just like him. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was so it's, funny. It's totally unruly, but I don't know how to stop I, because I have actually not. I don't think I've ever seen your hair this long ever in my life. And I've known you a really long time, and I've seen all the childhood pictures of that fat little fucker running around. Yeah, and, and a bowl cut, eighties yeah. bowl cut. I looked like an idiot. Yeah. Oh, you never, you never went with the mullet when you were a kid. One time, like maybe when I was fourteen. You had a tail once, I think. Yeah, I had I think a tail. I, I had yeah. a tail. I had a tail too. I had a long well, one. Well, that, that's that's the byproduct. That was the 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 switch. Like you had the mullet, and then you're like, okay, now I'm going to the tail, and now I'm going to short hair because both of those were ridiculous. Well, the problem with me is that I, I get these Mrs. Brady curls, you know, on the over the shoulder. 
Yeah. As it comes down, yeah. it just kind of curls out, not even evenly. So I'd have to do something to make it look even, hairspray or whatnot. I mean, I'm not going to do any of that stuff, but I think I look like Fabio. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm enjoying it. Fa- Fa- Fabio's handicapped half-brother, Flabio. I believe it's, <laughs> it's Fabio post getting hit in the face with a, with a pigeon. Pigeon? When did that happen? With, I oh, don't know. dude! Yeah, Fabio was on a roller coaster, <laughs> and a was. fucking pigeon flew through at, and hit him in the face. Uh, and broke like, his nose. Yeah, at like fucking fifty miles an hour, a pigeon hit him in the nose. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> oh yeah, you got to look that, that shit up. That and Randy Johnson's fastball are two of the best bird incidents that ever happened. <laughs> I, I, I can't think of another one off top. Oh, the eagle trying to ta- attack Donald Trump. That was a pretty good one too. Or, he looked like he was going to shit his pants. Wasn't there an eagle that attacked a center fielder during spring training last year? Oh too? yeah, landed on his back. Yeah, and he and the and the dude just kind of played it off, and he didn't I know, do it. He anything. just kind of looked at it like, uh, dude, I would have fucking screamed like a little girl running around. Hey! Oh my god, yes, that dude in spring training last year took that so confidently and oh. just kind of let it land there. Like, oh my god, I would have shit. I, I, lo- I would have been I, like, uh, I love uh, when nature attacks. Hayward with the bees. When nature, yeah, when nature attacks in baseball, the bees is pretty good. Um, yeah, there's always a good squirrel or cat incident every year. Yeah, rat, oh. the rat in Fenway. Oh, <laughs> every eighth inning at Wrigley Field when the fucking uh, seagulls swoop in. Well, America's biggest dump. That's why they show up there. <laughs> It, the, I love it when the seagulls come, especially early in the year, because I, I, I'll just sit there and take pictures of the seagulls eating hot dogs. And said, I mean, you could take the, these really incredible shots that have like, you know, 500 seagulls in them. You know, it's it's insane. That's crazy. It really it's is. A, it's amazing. More players don't get shit on. Oh, they I may. Mean, and we don't other know. than by us. <laughs> right. <laughs> Metaphorically you mean literally speaking. not figuratively. Right. So, well anyway, my hair will now grow at least another year and then I thought about it and it's Joe Madden's last year of his contract. And so they might not have, never have respect bald again, yeah, which means it's, it, it's respect hair from here on out. Yep. Yep. So anyway, get which, By get, the way, I have way to... more respect for hair than I do for bald. Bald's such an easy out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting to have hair for the first time in my life, and yeah. um, I'm I'm enjoying it. I, you know, maybe I'll grow it really long, which will take uh, ten years, and then I'll do it locks of love. But I really enjoyed, and I was a little jealous. I must admit of seeing everybody, you know, posting their pictures on Twitter of being at Respect Ball, and they all got their picture with Madden or one of the players. And uh, I really missed being there yesterday. But it's it really is a great cause because you they got the kids up there that have had cancer and stuff and you know it's it's all about you know showing solidarity with them and like they get to be around the players and it's it's a great event and it's fun too it's like I don't know you would think that it would be boring to just watch people get their hair cut but when it's Steve Cishek sitting next to some random fucking fat ass Cubs fan getting their heads all shaved it's pretty exciting or just watching Anthony Rizzo get his like he grew that hair to get it shaved this year. Right. He's going to show up with the, the, the as long as Respect Bald comes comes on, uh, keeps going, Anthony Rizzo is going to show up with some crazy hair every year. And that's all fun, too. So all well, that shit it, is team it, building, and I love it. Yeah, and even if uh, Madden's gone next year, I think they still do it because, I mean, Rizzo's a cancer survivor. Lester's a cancer survivor. Um, 
you know, uh, what are they? Uh, got- Addison Russell is a cancer in the clubhouse. So, I mean, I think we're not saying his name anymore. Oh, yeah, my bad. The one I'm done, t- I'm done talking about him, but I'm done saying his name. Now, we got him. we got one thing to talk about him later on the show, but uh, but let's move uh, on. Let's move well, on. Well, well, here we are 20 minutes into the show, folks. And have you as you've noticed, we've talked very little baseball. The most the most exciting thing it's, that's happened in spring training thus far. It's so boring. Is, is that a bunch of guys got a haircut? <laughs> yeah, seriously. And, and we don't have Lackey to say I didn't come here for no fucking haircut. Oh man, he never did it. I don't think. Well, because he, he didn't come, come here yeah. for it. Yeah. Well, and we know what his, how he handles uh, people who have cancer. What? He what does he them. do? Eat them? <laughs> no, <laughs> he eats their didn't babies. He divorce his wife when she was fighting cancer. You're right. I forgot yeah. about that. We're supposed to hate him. There's yeah. So he yeah he. Yeah. He he basically divorced himself from all those other players they're respecting bald. Asshole. Um, but he, he was, was our asshole. He was kind of a dick. Well, and that's why we liked him. I mean, I think that's why we look back. How can we look back on these dicks with such fondness? You know? Like, Mark Grace was kind of a dick, and like we're yeah, just like... But and, there's I, something about being, like, ornery or a curmudgeon or just kind of being, like, a nasty guy on the field who yells at everybody and stuff. Like... That's if you're just kind of a dickhead in life and you're like your attitude is to be tough and whatever. I don't that's fine. He's got to live with himself, you know? That's fine. It's when you it, I don't think he was a horrible person, but I guess he was cuz he left his fucking wife cuz she had cancer. Yeah, but she, she might have been an asshole too. You know, not just good people get cancer. Right. Well, right. It, it his, his his timing was really poor. But yeah, that, I think right. it was more that's a terrible timing and we kind of make fun of that. It's it's kind of the same way that we act like uh, Rizzo has a foot fetish just because of one bad picture of his, his wife. Now, now there's more, though. I think there was a second one the other day somebody posted. Yeah, it's all you- about toe angles. If you're shooting from below, you know, you could really you could really make those little piggies uh, go to market, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just looking for something. <laughs> so, yeah, well, let's talk about little spring training because, I mean, I'm per- personally bored. Michael, you were saying right before we went on that it's really hard – to like even follow the game on the radio, there's only been what one televised game, maybe no two televised games. One was the you, uh, you don't know what team they're talking about because you're not sure of all the players. You know, I mean, we don't do the deep dives into the minor leagues here because we well, don't care. We don't we care. Don't, we don't care. We yeah. and even if we did care, we're too fucking lazy to do the work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> well, I mean. I, I guess, uh, you know, there's guys there's that have other been podcasts for that. There's th- people who do it much better. And we already know that that's already out. There, well, there's so. there's guys that have been out there a while, like your Mark Zagunis, you know, like he's been at spring training for like nine years now. Yeah, it's now or never Zagunis. Get on the team or fucking walk away. We're sick of it. Well, he came up a little bit last year to fill in. I, for I, something, I think Hayward. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, but, you know, now they got, you know, what's the guy's Jared Young, the the new Anthony Rizzo. The first baseman, right. like he hit two two dingers, but he's hitting them late in the game against God knows who on the other team. And so it's just like, you know, so they're like, Jared Young with the home run. I'm like, damn it. And I'm like, oh, wait, oh, he's on the Cubs. Great. Because I never heard of him, really. Yeah. But right. there. Th- so I. Well, here he's in, in, he's going to be like 
double A if he's lucky to start this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here, you know, I listen to a lot of sports radio here in the New England area. So we talk a lot about the Red Sox and there's a lot of conversation on the radio about the Yankees. And there's this long talk about a bunch with a bunch of ex players and some whatever on, on this one station. And they were saying, wait till you see some of these young Yankees guys in spring training this year when they start hitting major league baseballs. And I was like, is it because of the pitching? They're like, no, the, the balls are definitely more active than the minor league ball. And I'm like, here we go. (laughs) uh, But you know, Maybe there is something just to it because they're like these guys hit way bigger, way harder once they get up to the pros. You know, these guys that have power in the minors. I was like, yeah. all right. You know, speaking of uh, baseballs, there was a there was a thing not too long ago that I saw on uh, Twitter and read the article, and it's talking about how like in in minor leagues, the baseballs are not the same as the major league balls. Is that not what I just fucking yeah. said? Do you listen to fucking anything I say, Michael? That's, no, 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 no. That but is I was exactly what you did. Pitching. I'm, Will you fucking let me I'm, talk? I'm, I was I'm here, talking about I'm, it from I'm, the pitching standpoint. I'm here, I'm here all day. I clean the house. I do the laundry. You come home, and we sit here, and I just want five minutes to talk. And you don't even fucking listen to me. No, so I was going to talk about it from the pitching, from the from the pitching standpoint. The laces when they're throwing those balls. The like in the minor leagues, they don't get the same sort of bite or movement. The pitchers can't, so they're working harder in the minor leagues, and then they get to the major leagues and they struggle sometimes because the ball's just reacting different to how they throw it. Isn't that weird? I don't know. I feel like if you're trying to like get pitchers up, wouldn't you want them to have the same like not have to deal with a different piece of equipment? I would say that you would want your you'd want to use a major league ball your entire life. Like if, if a a major league ball is the ball, like let's have those balls in little league and travel leagues and high school. And like, why uh, like a football is pretty much a football, right? I mean, if you get a good one, I mean, I guess not. I've, I've gotten shitty footballs at Kmart back in the day. You know what I mean? That are like, you know, made of, well, nerf ones. And then like for the ones that look like footballs, but are made of bullshit. Yeah, but then you, when you're a kid, you get that somebody buys you that really nice, real NFL football, and you can't even fucking put it in your hand. It's so goddamn big. Well, oh and, yeah, it's but, giant. But my nephew, it, he's a little pitcher, and he's like ten years old, nine years old, and uh, he loves. I gave him, or Bleacher Jeff actually gave him a Major League Baseball, and he only likes pitching with that ball. He's like, it feels so good. Like I like the way this one feels, and he only has one, and that's the only one he uses. Is that right. so? I mean, he can tell the difference at age nine from that and some shitty ass baseball. Well, they use one the whole game or something in in, in the little leagues, you know, till yeah, that thing it, is browed and. Yeah, it just seems like when you're trying to bring a guy from you know triple A and he's, you know, because the torque that he's got to uh, exert on the ball to get it to break properly because it's like the seams aren't as pronounced and so it doesn't grab the airs hard so the torque he's trying to put on this ball then he goes to the major leagues and he can't control it because he's he's got to back off on how he's throwing like it's going to mess with the mechanics that just seems like a major flaw in how you're developing pitchers yeah like a a a batter is just hitting you know the balls out there he's hitting it 
fair enough, but it's still, I mean, you see all these kids coming up through the college ranks and, you know, you go from college to the minors, some guys go to college, like minor for a year or two, and they're still using aluminum bats. And that's a totally different thing. Yeah. It, yeah, it, that's it is swinging, a, swinging a wooden bat. I mean, the weight alone, it's astronomical. Like if you don't have that natural strength, it takes a while to build it up. I find that strange too. Yeah, yeah. I, I do too. And I think that has to do more with the idea that the, the bats break and they can't afford to buy so many bats, but they have made some changes to the aluminum bats. They're now supposed to react and feel more like wooden bats that's why you don't see quite as many home runs in college baseball anymore like it used to be fucking like oh every game was 18 to 27 right a lot of power those fucking aluminum bats you remember being out there at little league playing like in april march and you'd like foul one off uh, off your fists with those aluminum bats and i mean not that it feels good with a a wooden bat but those aluminum bats were like already you know sitting there at 28 degrees and then you're just, and in your hand fucking ring your bell yeah but that that ball on the inside hands that wrung like wiped out your hands that landed in the fucking outfield you know <laughs> yeah because of the aluminum there's just so yeah. much pop on them yeah i actually never used i i had a uh a wooden bat that i used to bring to the game because i had no interest in aluminum bats pretty much my whole life my son switched to uh in the fall league it was a wood bat league, and he switched to that, and he loves it. He he absolutely loves the wooden bats as opposed to the the metal bats. Just the way that they feel, the, the weight, the sound. There's yeah, nothing the sound. like the sound. Yeah, yeah, and little kids really should be using wooden bats because they aren't going to break those fucking things. the The ball coming in at like 45, 50 mile per hour isn't going to, you know, do it. Well, a wooden you know. bat's going to be heavier than a aluminum bat for sure. Think, yeah, but when it's fucking twenty seven well, inches yeah, and or those something li- like that, they're not heavy. And those li- and those little pussies need to build up some fucking muscle. Yeah, so. let's go. Look at those little cream puffs. Um, right. If they can, because if they can't, just because they can swing an aluminum bat a little bit faster than a a, a wood bat when they're eight, like whatever. Yeah, I, I use the wood that's bat. That's the difference thing. between them playing baseball and not. They need a new sport. Agreed. Fuck those little kids. Go play football and get a concussion. Yeah. Uh, learn to bunt if you can't fucking swing yeah. a bat. So <laughs> we still haven't talked about the Cubs at all. I mean, it, we have. We've said the word. Yeah. Well, it it is a uh, spring trip. Well, that's because it doesn't fucking matter. And I think I was saying a while before even Michael came on uh, that, you know, that we've been through many spring trainings now. And we used to I mean, it's kind of the style of the show is to freak out about every little thing. But, you know, it's just not worth it this year. I mean, the roster's kind of set. There's really no competition, uh, you know, for who's going to be on this team at all. Um, I mean, you got, we- you, you, you're, you've seen all these guys. Contreras has been up. Brian's been up. I mean, Rizzo, you know. And then even the minor leaguers, like Zagunas and stuff, we've even seen those guys. So, like... There's nobody really new coming through that we haven't seen the last couple of years. There's nobody new on the team except for, you know, a couple of non-roster invitees, and they've all kind of blew, you know, well, all we the got, all We got to get on this Jambroni train. No, this it doesn't matter. It's my point. We need a second baseman, right? He's been around for a while, and he hasn't <laughs> made – I mean, that's what I'm – he's been around for three years, whatever. Trent Jambroni. Like, there's no new names, even among the guys that are in the minors – 
And then you got your, like, Descalso, and who the fuck cares? Like, he's going to be what he is, you know, a 240 hitter who maybe hits eight bombs. It's boring. It's so oh, dull. God. And yeah. so what I'm saying is all they're doing is practicing, and all I hope is that they um, don't hurt themselves. I mean, if you're going to look at any bright spots, uh, Contreras is, like, coming out with, you know, uh, some muscle, two home runs. You know, I mean, look, I, I, he I looks think that's spry. to be expected. I, I, but I think the the concern with Contreras is that he didn't get enough rest last year, and, and he's the still Cubs not. Don't and the Cubs don't seem willing to be picking up another catcher at this point. I think you even said it doesn't look like they're interested in anybody. They don't have a roster so, spot for one. Well, I know. Well, they should make one because we're. I mean, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome is the very definition of insanity and the Cubs are just going to do it. And we expect a lot of early pop from Cone Trares. It's, it's the August pop. It's the, de- it's the 40 games in a row that yeah. Cone, Cone Trares is catching. And, and well, he bats 0.089. Right. That's what we're worried about. Right. Well, and Lyle, when you're, when you're saying the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome, I wish they had done that because uh, all those years that they were in the fucking NLCS, they had three catchers. Right. Well, that was a good outcome, but the outcome wasn't yeah. as good the last couple of years. Contreras pitters, pitters out at the end of the yeah. I know. That's, and I'm saying they need to go back to what they were doing and hopefully get the same outcome. They're three catchers. Well, and it's, as I said, they they don't have the flexibility. I mean, you've. I, I guess you kind of have – uh, Caratini as your backup third baseman, backup first baseman, which which is important too. But but it's not like Joe can do like the things like throwing Contreras out and left for a couple innings while Schwarber came in and caught. You know they just don't have that flexibility on the team. And I'm uh, wondering I, if they're get, are they going to wait till the trade deadline? Like is it going to be one of those? Hey, we'll just pick up a guy because you know there's going to be an injury and then we'll get a catcher. And then Contreras will be cool, you know, uh, we'll rest oh, oh. him and, you know, that kind of thing. Like, are okay, they going to do it later? No, let's talk about this because I do believe I, I'm not opposed to that thought process. If you like your team and you think you can make a move, if you think you're good enough to be in contention by the trade deadline, that is a great time to go out and do something. The problem is sometimes you, you pay a premium. And that's not good. And it's disappointing the Cubs didn't really do much in the offseason season. The, the, the counter-argument is they do something the trade deadline. Here's the problem. They seem completely unwilling to trade any of their core players to do anything, and the other players that you'd want to trade, Zobrist, maybe Hayward, although I don't, you know. No, nobody's going to take on that contract. No, no, right, nobody, well, that's what I'm saying. So they're untradeable. So the guys you want to trade or you could trade, the Schwarbers of the world, <coughs> uh, you know, the, they're they're regulars. They're good contracts, and they don't seem willing. This is their team. They're sticking. So with they're it. stuck. This is their team. Games. Ninety five games. Ninety five yeah. games. <laughs> right. They they don't seem like they're in a position to make a trade that time of year to go out and get a reliever, go get an extra catcher, and maybe get a bat that you might need. I don't think they don't have the assets. Well, well, and well, they have the assets on the team and on the team, but they don't. They're not. If, They've, they keep saying they're not willing to trade any of these guys. So, and the, and yeah. the only hole that, I mean, we could we could look at, at holes that will emerge as the year goes on being like, oh, shit. Whoa, they don't have what a- kind of podcast <laughs> is this turning into? It started that way. Might as well end that way. Yeah. Um, so, oh, we done? 
Spagog. Spagog. No, what I'm saying is like, you know, we all know we need a third catcher to win the World Series. We know this, right? You don't have it now, but the World Series is it now either. The, the question is, you know, if you look around the team, you're like, ooh, the starting five rotation. Wow, that looks really amazing on paper. You know, uh, Lester, Hamels, Quintana, Darvish, and uh, who am I missing? Chatwood. No, uh, no. Um, I said Lester. Say him again. Who did you just say? Lester, Hamels, Quintana, Hendricks. Hamels? Hamels. Did I ever say it? See, that's what I keep thinking. Lester. I All right. Anyway. Lester. Those, yeah. Hendricks. And you, Darvish. Darvish. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> even even with that starting five, you're like, wow, that is a – you've heard of all those guys. Everybody in the major leagues has heard of every one of our starting five pitchers. Name me another staff that maybe has that. The Dodgers? I don't know. Right. Most of people have not heard of the number fours and fives on most teams. They're right. not household names. Everybody except for maybe Kyle Hendricks and Quintana – who we know about in the in the Midwest. So a- anyway, what I'm saying is it looks like a formidable thing. And then you uh, – formidable rotation. And then you look at people's ages and what people predict them to do in the future and kind of, you know, you know come off a little bit, you know, like the velocity is going to be down. There's going to be more injuries because they're older. But we don't have any guarantee that that's going to go either way. But I can look at this team and be like, all right, if the ball bounces our way – that is a great rotation. And then you've got Chatwood, who looked great the other day in relief and didn't walk anybody for three innings. And he considers himself a starter. So there's your number six. Then you got Mike Montgomery coming out of the left side as your number seven. So you're like, oh, you've got the horses to take innings in, in a way that's great. And if nobody gets injured, you've got a, an embarrassment of riches. Uh, yeah, but part of that equation is Joe Madden allowing these pitchers to pitch more than fucking four and a half, five innings. That That's the only way you actually have the horses is if he uses the horses instead of destroying his bullpen. Well, I, I, he did it. I mean, he did a pretty good job last year, I, I think. He you did know. a good job managing the bullpen. I agree, but he used the bullpen a lot. And a lot of these starters, I mean, I think we there was our biggest complaint about the starting staff. Uh, you know, he seems unwilling to want to get through the third time, that third time. with any of these well, pitchers. And, He's and quite, so afraid of it, yeah. Yeah, but but quite intelligently, too, because like I looked, uh, uh, Brett from Bleacher Nation had a thing about Quintana, for example, and his third time through the lineup. Um, uh, where is it? Uh, it's, it oh, yeah, it, here it, it is. It seems league-wide, though, right? And, sure. and And I think part of the problem for the Cubs last year, what did they have, 41 run games or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, and, and, well, and it, it's crazy that their unwill, their inability to be able to score runs well, was that, was the problem. Well, yeah, and then that throws so much extra pr- pressure on pressure the pitcher, on the staff, and, and, and that's why he's and then pulling them early. You've got a tighter game; it's one to one in the sixth, and you and you got the well, you got the pitcher spot up, and so that's a lot of the reason. Uh, but but here's the the numbers on Quintana. The first time through the order, he held batters to a 739 OPS. The second time through, 629, which is 100 points lower. So maybe he just settles into the game. But the third time through, 934. So those numbers are kind of all over the place. And he just and he faced just four batters total um, for a fourth time in a game all season. So, you know, and 
you know, so but what I'm saying is like you got Quintana, he's not young, but the story out of spring training is that he's been working on a changeup and his velocity is a little bit up by a couple of ticks, which is really good for a first spring training start because, you know, maybe, you know, Tommy Hadovy's, you know, seen some arm slot that could add him a mile or two. I don't know. But if he can perform, what I'm saying is one through five and maybe even six, seven, you've got decent arms that can do a lot. Then you look out at the offense and, you know, you, you we all blame the injuries of last year and not firing on all fil- uh, cylinders. But these dudes have all been playing together for a while now, you know. Bryant's no he, – he's way past, you know, being a young player. He's an established major leaguer now. So is Schwarber. You know, Hap is entering his, you know, second, third year. You know, this is a core team. And if they can't pull it together, you know, with what they have, you know, it's – I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say exactly. The bullpen's going to be the same. I don't either. I can't even follow. (laughs) I'm saying the bullpen's going to be the same. It's about these guys actually congealing. It's going to have to be about something. They're going to have to use their talent to win as opposed to using this like – these guys need to perform magic. up to their potential, and it's imperative that they score more runs than, than the, the other team, team. And win more games. But what I'm saying is, I don't see any glaring holes except for like, you know, spelling Contreras. It, 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 either this team's going to perform, and they're gonna. Yeah, I could see it going either way. It's going to be a shit show. The ball's not going to bounce their way, and they're going to be a 500 or less team because they just couldn't put it together at all uh, as a team. So I'm saying the intangibles this year are more important than anything. Like, can they play together as a team? Can Joe Madden find that kind of congealing magic? Because it's not like 2016 where you've put together just a the most depth of youthful players that can like, make this magic. It's all brand new. Right. And well, they, it, that it felt energy. like at that it felt like at that time this team was close and close knit. And the way it sounded last year that they were still lacking some leadership, even amongst all those guys who were there, and everybody was really missing Grandpa Rossi because they were missing that leadership. And I'm like, how are they missing leadership? I thought this team was tight knit and that they were together and it was a good team. And I mean, losing Lackey and Jake Arietta, not not to knock on the guys, they were great and they're everything, but they both kind of seemed like assholes. Yeah. So and, Le- you know, and Lester, I, mean, I don't know if he's the kind of guy that's going to be like giving the speech. You know what I mean? He right, might be well, like. I mean, uh, losing one guy who was a backup catcher, and you know, he he, dude, he fucking found some magic in the playoffs. But I mean, overall, he didn't really have a great season. Oh, but Ro- he, Ross. But he but he was a glue guy. He was a coach. He, he was. He I was know. A coach so, who could so take me- the field. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's it's crazy that did that guy really have that much effect on this team and yeah. and and losing him like they couldn't replace that at all. Well, I mean, when you're saying that, themselves, though, you're 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 kind of adding it to one guy, Rossi. But when you combine Rossi with Lester, with Arietta, with Lackey, now you've got a, a lot of veterans, chunk right. of that team. So if Rossi's saying something, they know that there's three other guys maybe chiming in little things you know what I mean yeah it's it's it's, it's what I'm saying it's a team effort and can this team because they've got the talent 
They've got the talent well, yeah, to win a World do. Series. And, well, it, and it like, seemed like it was magic. time for those guys to step aside, Michael, and the young guys were supposed to take over the leadership role, and they yeah. were unable to do it. And so Rizzo, it, does, it, does, it has to give you a little – it does have to concern you a little bit. Anthony Rizzo's idea of team togetherness is, is pull my finger. You know what I mean? Like, that guys, is, look how many donuts I can eat. Yeah, yeah. And just farting. And then doing the splits while farting, which yeah. is actually makes it an amazing noise. While I do a split. Yeah. He's kind of the fun guy in there, you know, just jumping around and having, you know, trying to keep the, the place kind of light. You know, maybe it's uh, maybe it's KB. Maybe he's the guy, and he seems to, like, right now, he's sort of embracing this, like, union rep role and talking, and, you know, maybe he's the guy that has to actually fucking, you know, rally the people around him. He seems so goody-two-shoes that it's hard to imagine. I mean, I... I, and plus, you got the idea of like you have those old school guys like the Jake Arietas and the, you know, John Lester's and the John Lackey's from, you know, the, well, Lester's still on the team, but from uh, the magical year of 2016. And you got to think that maybe some of these younger guys don't necessarily respond because they're 10 years younger. To well, that and they had success thing. instantly and they probably felt like it was going to be like that forever as well. There's that. That's, part of it. that's what I thought when I was young and things went well. I was like, it's yeah. gonna be like this forever, and yeah, then you, I mean, it all comes crashing down on you at some point when you don't, when you lose focus, and that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I need this team to like, you know, become a team, and if they can do that, they can accomplish big things. You've got a veteran pitching staff who should be able to keep you in a bunch of baseball games. You've got young hot hitters who maybe just kind of ran out of steam last year and uh, got beat or, in 2017. Or were injured or whatever. Yeah, all of it. But I'm saying it's like this team, it's not about – because it's such a cliche thing to say, oh, play up to your potential. But it's more about finding that magic that right. brings the team together and fires on all cylinders. And a lot of that, I think, has to do with Joe, Mad- Joe Madden's lineups day-to-day. Uh, I don't know if it's as much about keeping it loose because I think that this team could and should play with a bit more urgency like they've been telegraphing to us all. We said it last year. They had no urgency. We ate meatloaf all fucking year, and it was annoying as fuck. It was the worst best team I've ever seen because they underplayed. But to be fair, to be fair, and I know nobody wants to hear this because we've heard it way too many times, but the I mean, it's hard to get past the fact they did win 95 games, right? Yeah. And even though it, there were times when it seems like, oh, there should have been more urgency at this one point or in that point or whatever, it's like a 95-win team is generally a division-winning team, you know, or, you know, right there. Like, yeah. I don't know. No, it, it, you're, you're, there's there's so exactly- much made of this one game that they didn't win and it's a little frustrating because it, it, it seems like they were a f- complete failure last year. But, Michael, but they- it's more than the one game they didn't win. I mean, I mean, I think we could all fucking see the writing on the wall going into the playoffs. Like, they didn't feel yeah. – they. I mean – They weren't going to win even the division series. There's no yeah, way they were going to win any more. They, they, fucking, agree they, with fold, that. they folded like a cheap suit in, they, they, But they also in played – They played like fucking, what, 
30 straight games yeah, and, and they know what? so do other teams that's the I, i'm so fucking sick no, of that. nobody that is nobody not that's not a stretch like that last year oh, and everybody, no, so other teams had one other day right. off who fucking right, but, cares but, the players got rest well and but here's that's the, not an excuse the brewers won eight straight to win it okay that's pretty impressive or something like that and then I, and the cubs had a winning record to do with how well the brewers played than the Cubs somehow being this like super shitty team at ninety five wins. Yeah, I they should have never been. They should have never been in that position. And did going into the playoffs, and I mean, obviously they lost in hindsight twenty twenty. Did you think? I mean, I don't think we thought they could beat any of those teams. Well, Strope was out still. Morrow wasn't coming back, and they had no bullpen whatsoever. The, we were going to have to watch Randy Rosario in the NLDS, and it right. would not have gone well. And they were completely fucking burned up. I mean, they they limped into the end of that season. Yeah, they. It, it, but they did. They had a winning record in September. So yeah. I mean, it's not like and and it was like by three or four games. I forget exactly what it was, but I mean, they did decently even in that long stretch. They won more games than they lost. The Brewers played out of their faces. They had the magic last year. But what Which I'm is saying why, is, is that's yes. what it's gonna fucking take because it's not a. It, it's you know you're gonna have your guys like Chatwood sucked last year, right? So that was so then they had to go out and get Hamels, who was lights out, really a great replacement. You know, Lester had a great year for everybody predicting that he was gonna you know become old man rocking chair out there and have a four ERA. You know, we don't know. That could be this year, could be next year. We don't know when that's going to happen to Lester. But, you know, if, if you if you look at, like, the bullpen and the starters and just and the injuries and stuff and just still win 95 games, sure. But they also had no magic, and there was absolutely no way they were going to get through the NLDS and win even a fucking game, if you ask me. Right. No, and I, and I totally agree with you. There was no magic. It was a fucking slog of a season that they put together and they made it through and they did win 95 games. And that was a good season. I think it, it it's more to do with the way that the Brewers played out of their fucking minds and they they took that division from yeah. behind. Like yeah. it was the, the, Michael, I, I just I disagree. I think this sounds like revisionist history. Yes, they won games. They're a good team. They should win games. I, I don't think it was a great or successful season. They they did win some close games, but they, they just didn't perform. The fucking bats kind of they just they didn't perform last year and they didn't close the deal. And I know that I, I know it's hard to win it every year and you're not expected to. But I expected a lot more out of that team. Even 95 wins didn't seem up to the task because I don't think the competition was that good either. It, it wasn't up to their what we can expect from this team. It's like when we look at the, the Chris Bryant or, stats, or is, right? Or, or is this who they are now and they're just not well, as good as we think they are? They've, no, that's what, what, what I'm I was, saying. they got to put it to fucking together. Like yeah. they've got to play I, with a chip on their shoulder, a little more urgency, which is what they're saying they're going to do. And what we've been saying that since last year, you know, because that's why they lost the division. And, and it's not going to get easier. The Cardinals are way better. Yeah. The well, teams so the division are way better. Yeah. Everyone improved their team. And the only thing I could think about the Brewers who actually did win the division, uh, that the, is that their bullpen will slump. You know, like last year, you know how bullpens go. That like bullpen good, was mad. Yeah, right. but that bullpen was was ridiculous. I I think they probably I think they lost one guy, but not even so many important. They still got Hader and probably Jeffress, I think, and those were the those were their dudes. You know, and uh, I, I I had so much hope when they went and got Matt Albers, and then he even did well. <laughs> oh well, well I mean Fat Albers. 
I mean, fat Albers. <laughs> so, sorry, that's an old joke, only for old oh, listeners. Old uh, joke. That's a two-year-old joke. Um, so, so let me ask you this, just because talking about what the Cubs did and really didn't do this offseason, now seeing, I mean, I got to say, as much as I was pushing for them to make a move on one of the big guys, I liked the Machado contract much better because there's an out after five years. Bryce Harper, no trade clause, 13 years. Yeah, he's just in Philly. Ooh, I mean, if things go bad and he has an injury, um, I mean, it, it wasn't a good start. His first fucking press conference, he sat there in front of all the fans and he said, I'm really excited. I can't wait to bring a championship to D.C. <laughs> I know. Old habits die hard. Well, and and he never did bring a championship to D.C. or even a World Series appearance. Right. Yeah. I don't uh, understand the, that whole contract. Like, we waited this fucking long for this, and it's it's not even the, the largest contract that got signed this offseason. Like, yeah, uh, is. annual to- to- by to- year. Total it is, though. Total, well, yeah. total it, it is, is the most over month- 13 years. It's like, I, I don't, I, I've never understood this concept. Like, when, Same when, thing happened with you, Darvish, right? By the, by, the, by the way, when his 13 years are up, Bobby Bonilla still has four years left. I, know, on his I love that story. I love that. <laughs> no, but we, we went through this with you, Darvish, right? Like you, Darvish, uh, what, whatever it was, there was one year that he wanted, and the Cubs upped their offer by $1 million to get right, and added year. an extra year. I don't understand this concept at all. I like, don't either. Why I, give me thirty million or thirty five million each year for four years? Well, that's what the Dodgers deal was, right? It was like even bigger than that. It was like forty five million for five for four years or something. Yeah, it's insane. I was like, wow, forty five million a year for four years? That's big fucking cash. Yeah, yeah. But, but then it, he knows he'll make who knows what after that. Like you know, and people are like, oh, he should bet on himself, and you know. God, are the Dodgers beside themselves that they got rid of fucking Puig and all those guys? I mean, they they did it to get Harper, right? Well, but I just don't they understand. Put, that. They put it all on the fucking line. Yeah. My, my my confusion is when they add years, but they don't really add money, right? right. Because like, it's the thirteen years versus the ten years. Somebody would have given him three hundred for ten, right? But he's like, I want three thirty for thirteen. But that's not that much more money. Like it would be totally different if you know it was three ninety because that's still the same amount of money every year, and you're just adding three more thirty million dollar well, years. My dis- well, my- you saw the, the the DC deal. I think was for almost four hundred million dollars. Reports are out, but they wanted to spread those payments out till he was sixty. Sixty years old. Years old yeah, and again, I like, would take that. I would, I would, I would love to be Bobby Bonilla. Yeah, because right? you hear about all these, you hear about all these young players who make all this money and fucking have nothing left when it's all yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. Keep it's, keep a couple million coming in uh, when I'm sixty. You know. Yeah. But uh, but the problem is though, what is a million dollars worth then, as opposed to now? So it's not really a great right. deal because right. you think that's what, and that's what people think. They're like, no, I can turn that money into way more money if you're smart with it. Yeah, but put some, it in a some, fucking savings account and get three percent off a million dollars. I could. Right. That's as much as I make in a year. Right. If I had a million dollars and got three percent, I would actually that would be my current income. Right, but what, but what's I don't understand the concept of like a Darvish who was like I'll I'll play one more year in baseball for one million dollars. That that was basically how that worked out. Like 
I'll get $1 million for one more year. It's like, could you imagine if you were at work and they were like, we will pay you for four days, but you're going to work a whole nother year. And you're like, sweet. That's more money in my pocket. Like it doesn't make any sense, right? It might be a tax thing. Yeah, or, or, or just like a, I want to be on a baseball yeah. team thing. I don't know. For sure. And and I do. I think I heard that he sold his house in Vegas and made himself a permanent resident in Florida. And, and he's going to live there full time now. And that's Ten, where his yeah, home tax is free, be. baby. And, and, and that's where a lot of athletes live because they don't pay any taxes. Yeah. Thank, thank right, you. Taxes still get taken out at from the, every state you play in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they get they've got a serious tax uh, situation. That, I mean, they don't do it, but, you know. Well, I'm sure I, they don't honestly, pay either because they got somebody, uh, you know, very but talented. That, but, to, but but I think the big part of it is the bonus money and the other, like, the incentive-based stuff is paid to you at home. And I think that's where you save that's a ton probably of money. That's, that's actually probably what we are waiting for with this Bryce Harper contract is for him to establish residency in Florida. <laughs> probably. It, it, seriously, I would not doubt. And, it, it, you know, all the, you know, the Ken Rosenthal's are keeping it hush-hush so we don't all revolt. He keeps telling his wife, he's like, please, we have to buy a fucking house already. (laughs) We need to close this deal. She's like, I don't know. I like the 10-bedroom mansion on the ocean, but there's also that 13 million dollar mansion on the uh on the on the gulf side and i kind of like that one too yeah. he's like please pick a house she, she's, she's like those house hunter couples that walk in and like you know what i don't like the color of the paint on the walls we're gonna pass on this house yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it well. drives you nuts it's like it's just fucking paint well, Come anyway, on. I hate the Phillies. I've always hated the Phillies. I hate Philadelphia as a city. I've I've ended up there twice in my life. It was uh, uh, one time out in Hatfield, Pennsylvania. Which, if you've ever heard of Hatfield Quality Meats, that's their claim to fame. Anyway, I recorded an album out there while I was doing Hedwig and the Angry Inch, and it was one of the most miserable times of my life. Um, and I honestly the other time I, I was saw- in Philly, it also sucked. Yeah, I saw a uh, headline that said, will the Giants like regret not going up a little bit more to get Harper? And uh, my first thought was, I think Harper's going to regret signing in Philadelphia rather than like San Francisco or if, L.A. If or he bats pretty two, much anywhere. If he bats 230 in April, he'll start getting booed. He'll get hit with a battery for sure. Do you have, now that you've seen these deals... Do you guys have any gr- any regrets in any way about the Cubs not getting one of these guys? Or do you think these contracts are just nuts? Do you think – I mean, it's – I mean, in today's dollars, I still think that A-Rod deal was a much bigger deal. I think the Pujols one was too, but neither of those worked out yeah. for those teams, so, no. those long deals. But here's the deal. I mean, Bryce Harper, he feels like he's been in the league quite a while. He's still younger than Aaron Judge. You know, he's one of the younger guys in the league still. Yeah. Yeah. He came up very early and he's been with the Nats for a long time. And and he he broke in at 19, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Something like that. He was he was he was a kid. The Nationals love doing that. Remember, who was that other guy that's on their team? The Uh, pitcher uh, that they fucking destroyed. Strasburg. But I'm I'm talking about um, he's an outfielder really fast. Oh, yeah. The guy that just came up. Uh, Yeah. Last year, right? Yeah, for, yeah, he's nineteen year old. Yeah, he's nineteen. Uh, I forget his Lyle, name. Lyle, that's that's your your side of the, I the country there, and I, I know, know you love I, this kid. I know it's uh, God damn it, <laughs> I'm, help I'm, me! I'm looking up the Nationals roster. <laughs> it, it, it's not Juan Soto, right? No, it's uh, well, there's Trey Turner. Oh, Michael Taylor. 
That's Michael who it is. Michael, Michael A. Taylor, I believe, is his name. Oh, well, that was the problem. He's got one of the more boring names in the fucking world, yeah. Michael Taylor. Yeah, name it's yourself. Not like it was Socrates Brito. Yeah, the, and even though that I don't think I could bring up. Unless you, uh, maybe. Oh, but, you don't forget the name Socrates Brito. I love that one. So, um, back into a little Cubs well, stuff. So, so, so wait, do, as the Cubs apply to this, do you, do you, so do you have, or oh, do yeah, you wish they question. still went forward and, and made one of these deals? I don't. I mean, I, I feel, do you feel like they dodged a bullet or are you just like, meh, maybe, I mean, either one of them make the team better, right? Like, if, I mean, so many teams decided not to get in on this cause they thought they'd get Arenado and that fucking went out the window too. Well, and, and what's going to happen with Mike Trout? The Arenado right. deal was an excellent deal. I agree. Because, you know, they already had $26 million into him for this year. For the team, not for, not for fucking baseball or not for fucking him. Who the fuck wants to play for the fucking Rockies? God. No, for, for the team. Yes, yeah. I agree. That was a great deal for them. If he wants to stay here, if he likes it, then it's a and great deal. he seems deal. to. He seems to. I, I think I love that the fact that these guys are signing long contracts in a way because we might get back to the point where players are just like, you know what, I'm going to make my name in the city because I can make more money making Buena Beef commercials as a yeah, as a young guy. If I establish myself as a personality or whatever, you know, I could you know never pay for a meal again in this town. Um, yeah. And so and so you know, Carl Yastrzemski, lifetime yep. Red Sox. You know what yep. I mean? When we were kids, there were a lot of guys like that. They were always on that team, and the reasons for it were bad because you know we're we're not from the the era before free agency where they owned you, but a lot of guys still stayed on the same team for a long time, and just you know, I'm a Cardinal, I'm a Cub, you know. Ernie Banks. Yeah, people people don't remember that free agency in the way that it is now really didn't get ramped up until like the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Yeah. And then it and then it got out of hand and it's still kinda out of hand. But and now it's it I don't know, it's weird now. Nobody wants to sign because the money's so big and it's you know, but I do like the fact that thirteen years, Bryce Harper is a Philly forever. Yeah. Michael, do you do you regret the Cubs didn't make either of those moves? On a thirteen year deal? I don't like uh, the Manny Machado 10-year deal. I would with, have taken with, like with, 10, 10 sounds good to me. That that yeah, puts e- the guys at 36. That, even that seems a lot. They have an out at five years. Right. But I, I'm just and, looking and by at the way, like if by you're going to do Harper, it the whole time, that's 36 versus 39 or 40, right? right. Bryce Harper has a no trade clause. Yeah. That's so fucked. Yeah. He's a Philly forever. He and that's what he wanted to do, which is I think is kind of cool in an old school way. It's like he's like, nope. When I go into the Hall of Fame, I'm going to wear this P on my head. How much <laughs> does he have to hate the Nationals to have taken this deal in Philadelphia and been like, I'm going to be a Philly for life? Well, like, him and Arietta. He's basically saying, "Fuck you" to the Nationals, right? Like yeah. that must have been. A horrible situation because they're offering him the money. They're offering him the chance to be the the face of the franchise forever. They want to build around him. All that shit that he says that he wants, the money's the same. He's like, nah, fuck you. Like, he just does not like the Nationals. I can, I I can see him not getting along with Dave Martinez, but I could also see him getting not getting along with that Gabe dude in Philadelphia. I, I love Gabe Kapler, but... Uh, he is kind of quirky, and there is concern about that. So I love Gabe Kapler; he's amazing. He was he was a great 
he, you know, he's a great utility guy for the Red Sox for a long time. I really uh, liked him in Welcome Back, Cotter. Yeah, yeah he was for awesome. sure. Very, very, very good. He's a, prof- he's a professional poker player now. Welcome back, Cotter is? Yeah. <laughs> for like years. For years. I did you, not know that. Dude, you turn on uh, uh, ESPN and they start playing the poker and all of a sudden they're like, there's Gabe. I'm like, holy shit. Does he, he still have that walrus might... mustache? Uh, I think he does. And the, um, and the and his like Jewish afro? Yeah. No, it's short. He keeps it buzzed now. Uh-huh. Do you, okay. Just last question about these two. Do, bo- do you think both these teams have instantly become playoff teams with these moves? Do both these teams... Make a move this year, and which team, which team goes further now? And is it because of these trades? Do either of these teams win the World Series or have a chance to? I don't know. You look at the West now, and I haven't really looked at uh, the other teams too much. But the Giants have been on the decline for a while. The because I think it's more not even about the Padres improving, which maybe they did, but I mean they did. They got Manny, Manny Machado. They're a better team now with him. But uh, did the Dodgers really fall off that far? I mean, I think they still have quite a few great uh you know pitching stars you well know, did, uh, uh, kershaw's shoulder yeah, that's all kershaw's, i have to say yeah, about that yeah exactly but then you know look behind him you know got ryu and you know at the end kenley jansen although he's having heart attacks every day so like we don't we don't <laughs> he, know yeah, he can't pitch in colorado anymore yeah that's and, uh that's nine games a year he well can't pitch and, in. and that's it you know colorado's right there in the west too and they you know beat the cubs in the wild card last year they made it to the playoffs, and uh, so you got to wonder about them. They, they, you know, they spent eighty billion dollars on a bullpen last year, and it kind of <laughs> worked out for them. Right, a- Arizona, Arizona lost more than they gained. San Francisco doesn't look like they did anything to make themselves that much better, or you know, yeah. they're they're aging. San Diego, you got to remember, they only won sixty six games last year, and their run differential was minus one fifty. But they did just add a lot of offense. I don't know. They maybe, didn't add one hundred fifty runs though. They they didn't. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, the it's, Dodgers are still really good, but the Dodgers they subtracted. Puig and and, yeah, exactly, and so and so did the Cubs in many yeah. respects. So, uh, I, I no, the Cubs didn't do shit. I mean, they subtracted Tommy Lasella. They subtracted by not making addition by where St. Louis. I mean, is St. Louis seven seven games better than they were last yeah, year? Yeah, probably. Argue, yes, they Gold, are. Yeah, Goldschmidt with Goldschmidt on the team. That's a lot of power that they just Why? added. Just because of Goldschmidt? What what the fuck is St. Louis? Well, they didn't doing have that? a first baseman before. They had fucking. Uh, Carpenter over there, and, and Michael. Sucks. They added one of the three best bats in baseball. Y- yeah. yeah, one player makes a huge difference in baseball yeah, exactly. every day. Carlos Carlos Martinez is uh, hurt now. He's apart. hurt too. Yeah, yeah, and he's well, falling apart. They're uh, fucking herpy hands there. Me- uh, I'm, no, just, I'm just not think, sold think, on the Cardinals. Everybody gets you, so excited about the Cardinals, and I'm I don't s- think they're no, they wait, that don't good be last excited year. about them. Yeah, nobody, uh, I'm saying we all play each other to even, and there's like a five-way tie at the top of the fucking uh, <laughs> NL Central well, this year, and then they have some crazy one-game play-in-off thing. Making, it's a making four-way up because of the Pirates. The Pirates are the worst team. Now, I don't right? know. Like they could surprise you if everybody plays each other the even. The Pirates could actually win the division. Accidentally, if they play well against the AL West. <laughs> no, seriously, it could be weird like that, and I think that's good for. Uh, here's and here's, uh, I guess my tinfoil hat. Let me put it on real quick, because isn't that good to make people interested in the season? 
if it's a yeah. really tight race. I mean, remember how bored we were in 2016 when we won the uh, the division by 11 billion games? We were like, what do we talk about? We keep winning. There's nothing to talk about. It's so boring. I honestly don't remember being bored at all. I was, was what a snoozer. Like Twenty six, just every day. I know, right? But what I'm saying is, it wasn't as like nail biting. Like we had, we were going to the playoffs. We we were so much better than all the other teams in the Central that year. There was nobody even. There was nobody even close the whole year. Maybe what five games within. After I'm, April, it was my, my- over. Yeah, and Michael, just one more thing on the Cardinals, just to add. You forget they added a veteran catcher in Matt Weeders, which is, listen. Yeah, and the Cubs need that guy. And they added Andrew Miller, who, if he's healthy and recovered, that's a big add. So We've seen a lot of Andrew Miller, though, so I think that could be interesting, too. Even though he's on the Indians, we've seen him a lot. You're absolutely right. In this team and these players that they've stuck together, they have they can get to him because they know him. And I, I he he's definitely not the guy he once was. Um, you know, Mike, Mike, th- their pitching staff, Michael, is not. I don't think as bad as you make it out to be. There, there is still, there's still enough arms in there. They could make a move. They did si- re- resign Mikolas to like a far- four year extension. Yeah. And this this is my prediction. It's a he. He was an aberration one year, and he's going to be fucking horrible. For yeah, the rest. I totally. <laughs> and agree. that's the hope. When I saw that deal, I was like, ah, that might really come back to haunt them. The okay, so the Cardinals feel to me like uh, God, in in the Cardinals NFL more when than you, we ever have. I know. In the NFL, we should when wait till Dennis comes on the show. Really, we got to have Dennis on the show to talk about yeah. the Cardinals yeah. soon. But the, the Cardinals feel like the Dallas Cowboys to me, eight and eight right now. Like that's how they're team feels to me like you can look at them and be like ah they look like they're pretty good but at the end of the season I think they're just going to be a 500 team like I don't I don't see the Cardinals as having made any additions that's going to like automatically like they should be the top team but because they're the Cardinals people kind of give them the benefit of the doubt they should but it's the same thing like because pre- I know, was- Danny, you don't understand this. Lyle gets the whole Cowboys thing. Everybody's on the Cowboys like, oh, they could win. They're a, they they're have a such contender. a talented roster. They have a good quarterback, good young quarterback, and a great running back, and their offensive line's good, and they have all these stars around, but everybody else on the team apparently sucks because they can't fucking do it, and right. they're they poorly just- coached. Or- right, and, and unlike the Cowboys, I don't think there's like a ton of stars on the Cardinals. There's Goldschmidt, which I love. Uh, but there's not yeah, a but the, whole bunch have, more besides that. Okay, can you can you can can we have an honest conversation? Have the Cardinals really ever? Done <laughs> we, wait, with, we don't have honest conversations. Uh, what well, have you been bringing to this, Lyle? I, I, I've been lying to you guys forever. <laughs> do the Cardinals? Do the Cardinals really ever win with big stars? They always have a star or two on the team, the Bulls and stuff. But it's always that other fucking guy that they find from the trash heap that crushes team spirits you're like who is this fucking it's, it's guy not even the trash and why is he hitting 330 with 100 rbi i've never fucking heard of him before and he's never been good at baseball it's he not just it's, came from japan it, it's well there's that and there's also the fact that they have a stacked minor leagues because of the competitive pick and all that shit from being a small market which helps them you know by having the one dude they can plug in in an injury we got mark sagunas right who's who, oh hey if if and, he's uh, in spring training form, we're looking good. But they've got the, the, you know, Harrison the Bader or somebody like that, you know? 
Yeah, and you know, I don't know. I, 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 dude, I'm not rooting for the Cardinals. I fucking hate the Cardinals. I'm but, saying, no. and I, and I understand what you're saying, Lyle, about the way that they seem to pop up all the time, and they have something. But if I don't know, in in the analogy of the NFL, it's almost like they're yeah, but, good but enough that, to keep that, themselves that, from getting high picks, type that, of a thing. Isn't that historically untrue about them, though? Uh, yes, it has been, but like, over the last, I'm saying over the last, like, four or five years. Right, as the Cubs have become the dominant team. They haven't been doing the things that it takes to become the superstar team. So, the last time they were really good was 2015, right? That was, like, kind of the last gasp of them being actually really good and sure, then they totally different slowly, team. Show, totally they're, different they're team good enough to slowly fall off like they didn't drop to you know 70 wins they're still up in that 80s and low 90s wins but they're slowly dropping off but i don't see them competing against uh you know the cubs and the brewers necessarily this year i i think you're wrong i think the whole team the whole division plays each other to each other to even but i also kind of feel like the cubs since the World Series are kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're on. This team is on the decline only because they don't have a fucking fire under their ass, and they've been busy like fucking, you know, p- going to petting zoos and shit in the outfield instead of uh, and you figure out what pajamas they're gonna wear on the plane and shit. Yeah, and I don't. They were not the prepared Cardinals- to to fucking you know get through that horrible fucking stretch last year and and have the fucking tenacity to do it because they're all a bunch of fucking cream puffs and they didn't play well like it mattered last year and it showed. Yeah, and they, I think they still won 95. The Cardinals, they got by on good looks, just like I yeah. did through high school. No, I, I, I think uh, one reason the Cardinals are kind of doing this is because they the Cubs aren't adding to their team. Yeah. And... The Brewers are adding, but honestly, for the last two years, it felt like the Brewers were... Alex Reyes is going to be back for the Cardinals, you know. By the way, Miles Mikolas in their depth chart is listed as number one. (laughs) Right. Well, he. I mean, he had an amazing season last year. He did, but he is not your number one. And he's got a fucking Mr. Hanky mustache, so fuck him. Um, Well, I'm, I'm going, like... I think the Cardinals are like fourth places here. I think the uh, we're not the doing division, that show yet. You'll rethink it once you come to your senses. No, I think the division is really Brewers, Cubs, and Reds. The fucking Reds, like that's an actual yeah. team going for something right now. Yeah, we'll get into. This. I don't want to get into this yet because yeah. we are not to the the beginning of the season. I don't want to sit there and make our predictions because this is not the prediction show, Michael. Don't make me listen to two shows next year. <laughs> Um, All right, even then, you did then what the fuck else are we going to talk about? I'll tell you what, because did you watch Carl Edwards Jr. pitching the other day against Arizona? Oh, I hate the windup. The little pause, the new little hitch? Yeah, he's he's doing the, uh, uh, the, the, the uh, what do you call it, fucking Kershaw. He's doing the Kershaw. Look at him side by side. It's really weird. Well, the weird thing about it to me is that he does it pretty much the same every time, so I don't know what kind of deception you're getting. You're just making the guy like time you differently you got to do it different listen, like quick- if, you, if you're looking for deception in your wind up at this point in your career <laughs> i think i think you're completely fucked i mean he's too young to be like yeah he like, should just be pounding around. in there 98 he, boom boom, boom. like if, if he was in college and he's like 
I got to figure out how to trick these bats a little bit. Maybe I got to hold the glove different. Maybe I got to do something so they don't see the ball until it's coming out of my hand. I get that, but he's in the midst of his career. I don't know. He's still young, but it's, it's, it seems fucking, it stinks of desperation to me. I don't, no, it I does, don't think yeah. it's a, I don't think it's a deception thing. I don't think that's why he's doing it. I think it's a mechanical thing. It could be a and dance he, thing. He does enjoy dancing. Yeah. Well, that's all he's enjoyed anymore because he doesn't pitch anymore. Apparently, I I think it's a uh, it's a mechanical thing. It's like if you stick something in your routine that's weird, it forces you to focus through the mechanics. Oh, right? so it, it maybe it's not just mechanical. Maybe it's mental. Maybe it's make your thing. He's taking a pause so he doesn't fuck up his. Uh, right, like he's put he's put things in in order to keep everything going at the same time. I mean, so you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think he's trying to deceive the batters or, or get some sort of weird advantage. I think he's just trying to be like, if I want this to happen, then I do this, then this happens, then this happens. Think it too much. Just everything get up there. in a straight line. The same thing is Jake Arietta drawing a fucking box for his foot to land in. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, Something to keep him on track. Well, it went well. Yeah, no hits and a strikeout in his one inning. Yeah, I I hate the way it looks though. Like if it works for him, great. Agreed. Like him. listen, if 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 he's fixed from last year, I'm all about. It. I you know he's he's one of the players I like the most on the team and want to play well. I want to be a fan of his. I was hoping he'd turn into the guy that becomes the closer for the team as yeah. long as he turns yeah. into that guy. And I don't see that yet. But I, I'm rooting for him. I'm, yeah. I'm really, I'm really like everybody I, I, loves I Carl. Did you yeah. see that picture of him standing next to Mike Zagurski, like walking in after the respect ball event? Yeah, they're both wearing respect ball shirts, and uh, it's it is. I mean, you could fit it, three the, Carl Edwards. It was into the Ron one. Santo tribute. They stood together, and it looked like the number ten. Yes, the, the lettering. The yeah. lettering goes all the way around <laughs> to his back on the shirt because he's so skinny. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, it was uh, quite a. Uh, I mean, it just. That's what I love about baseball. You look at you know basketball players like oh a bunch of tall guys walk into the, the into the uh, the arena. Baseball players, you got Carl Edwards Jr. weighs 150 pounds wet, and then you got Mike Zagurski who uh, actually can't get his entire body all wet at once because there's not enough water <laughs> on Earth. So and they do and they have the same job. They have the yeah, same job. It's same job. it's the same. It's like it's like uh, being at an office. You know, you're like got a fat guy who's a coder and a, <laughs> and a tiny little thin woman that's a coder. You know, like it's all over the place. But um, Mike Zagurski, actually, I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but he's had a nice spring so far. I don't know what I'm looking at. He's facing a bunch of minor leaguers later in the game. None of the other guys that the Cubs picked up have looked good so far. None of them. I don't know if you looked it up, but that, you know, <laughs> it, I I I, I would I would caution any. I'm any not making judgments. I'm really not. Or judgments yet, though. It is really early, and this is the time. You know, you can tell the guys who worked out really hard in the off season and didn't. And I would say the majority of the guys they work out all off season, but they don't work out really hard. Like some of these guys come in and they're they're ready to go. They're ready to rock. Yeah. They're ready for game one of the regular season because they're just. But that's few and far between. Yeah, Contreras. And, and I would say way. these guys are working out things and pitching against major league pitching and 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 these guys. It, well, it's like gonna take a like Lester the other day, everybody's like he had a good outing, or even you Darvish with his four walks. They're like, but he throws fast, and I'm like, well, like, yeah. why he walked four 
Let's but, not have more yeah, of this. Yeah, exactly. And then, but even Lester the other day gives up a bomb after a little bloop single by fucking Christian Yelich. I hate that motherfucking Pete know, Davidson. That, that's, looking- that's what John Lester does. He listen. He gives up the one the the solo shot or the two run homer sure. every fucking game, and then he fucking shuts it down. So sure. and you that- know. Totally, totally, and I'm I'm fine with it all. But he was like, "Yeah, I'm working on my fastball replacement. Uh, I put it good, and he put good wood on it. It's motherfucking spring training. I don't give a fuck." Which is, I'm like, that's kind of my attitude about spring training. But if it, you know, in general, so yeah, you're right. I'm not gonna look at like your Ian Clarkin, who hasn't looked good, uh, or your uh, you know, because he wasn't even expected to make the team. Yeah. Your now, George Contos, right? Is anyone crappy. fighting for a roster spot? That's what you should maybe be interested at this point because it does matter a little bit. Because the guy who gets off to the hotter start tends gonna to get, get more playing time and has the opportunity to make the team. But what is there? One, maybe you one spot. Yeah, on the you team? get you got Morrow's spot, and maybe Mike, Mike Montgomery's if he can't come back. But you got Morrow's spot and Montgomery's. Everybody, everything else is set. They got everybody uh, that. You know, oh, and I guess because you lost Jesse Chavez, that you're going to have somebody else. But like, is it going to be, you know, Alec Mills or fucking James Norwood, Dylan Meckes? You know, I mean, Maples, can he put it together? He's looked good. Four strikeouts in two innings. Yeah. Over two games and, um, and no walks, which, <laughs> wow. So, you know, because usually it's like either over the guy's head into the backstop or, uh, he strikes him out because that slider is just sick. So I mean, I'm I'm rooting for the him. We're all rooting for Zagurski, who's looked good. Um, yeah, we just don't know. But either way, Morrow comes back and buy one of them, you know. And uh, you know, Mike Mike Montgomery. I don't know. We don't know what's up with him. But if he can't start and he comes back, then buy buy the other one of them. So yeah, like, and 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 for as far as the uh, the the primary guys in the bullpen. Shishek, Edwards, Strope, Dunsing, Brock. Yeah. Um, well, and it, well, I don't know about Brock. I mean, probably Brock. I, no, but I think. I mean, as far as Joe Madden says, he's he's one of the he's guys. on the team. Um. So, but he says he's. It's important to him. He's really going to ease them into spring training, and he said they won't get a lot of heavy work until right before. Yeah, because he's going to pitch him eighty innings next year eight, out of the bullpen. Big, Exactly. So, but if that's his plan, he's trying not to use him too much in spring training, which is scary because you know you don't want these guys not being ready for April. There's a line, you know, it's but, hard and it's hard. For, and I, I, I feel pity for the coaches because people get pissed no matter what you do. And, you overwork these guys in spring training, but they come out fucking hot in April. It's great, but they pitter out. Or you open the season, and all of a sudden you're fucking four games back, two weeks into April, and you're like, fuck. Well, here's the thing: we're getting a look at these young guys. You know, that I would, all the dudes I just mentioned, but we're stuck with Dunsing and Kinsler. You know what I mean? So, like, those guys, because of the money they are making, are just going to be on the fucking team unless they decide to eat $6 million of fucking Brandon Kinsler's stupid money. And who knows? Maybe Brandon Kinsler's actually a decent pitcher, and we just didn't see that last year, but. And, like, this will be his year to shine, and all of a sudden he's like the new Travis Wood or some shit. You know, like, we don't know. But, um, I don't know. What I, I guess what I'm saying is they're going to use the, – the Iowa shuttle is going to be quite active this this year. Those guys are all on minor league contracts, and even though they haven't performed in spring yet, um, they'll be down there as, as serious depth because I think if your big contracts don't work out like you're done saying, you're already going to pay that money. You might as well not have him pitch and lose baseball games for you. You might as well bring up somebody that's actually – 
could give you some innings and just lose that money by who's well, very cheap, you know. And if you DFA him, somebody might pick him up. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then don't you share the, the year or yeah, something? Yeah, you work out some, some like shit. Yeah. yeah, sometimes they even work out a trade, you know. So, I mean, I, I'm just saying that, you know, all these – there's going to be a lot of – bullpen arms in the Cubs uh, on the Cubs this year. Right. All these guys are not going to work out. Brian, and even one of the guys who's supposed to work out is probably not going to work out this year. You know, it's just inevitable. It's 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 the numbers game and it's the way bullpens are in general. And you know, one of these starting pitchers is probably going to get hurt and miss a big chunk of time. So there's it's going to there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah, and and so they they're stacked with arms. I'm just not sure, you know, what of these arms are going to work out cuz nobody really has so far impressed me except for they, maybe who are the, Maples, who do you, but who I already you, knew about him. Mekis and Maples are the only ones. If you start who, with them, you're good. Who do you think are the A arms on this staff? Lester? In, in, in the bullpen? Oh. D- total. Lester is an A arm. I think they all have potential to be, you know. No, but who do you think is? That's what I'm saying. Strope, Lester, are those like if you had to rely on two guy two or three guys to, to win you a couple important games in a row. I mean, you go Lester, you go Strope. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, I'd obviously. throw Hamels in there. Yeah, Ham- maybe. Maybe yeah, I'm but still high maybe. on Hamels, man. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. They spent a lot of money on him, and I, the, the team is too. He's out there doing uh, interviews, trying to convince people that he still has got something left in the tank, and I'm hoping he hears the chatter, that he and it pisses him off because people think he's fucking toast. Well, it certainly pisses off Lester. So, right. But, I mean, Cole Hamels is 35. I mean, you know, and he's got great, you know, mechanics. in the. He looks like he just throws correctly, that it's not this weird herky-jerky thing. He looks like Lester in a way. He's like the left... Well, I was going to say, he looks like the left-handed Lester. They're the left-handed both left- Lester. No, they're all... Well, in fact, the whole fucking staff is lefties, pretty much. <laughs> you throw Montgomery in there as a number five, and you've got four lefties in Kyle Hendricks. It's, and, which is kind of interesting, because most of your power, your short porches, your, you know, your, your left-handed power hitter, if you can neutralize that dude on the other team, you know, Goldschmidt's a lefty, right? Is yeah, it? but you're also playing into the power of every other righty. Yeah, which is most of them. <laughs> so, no, but but if you're neutralizing that one guy, you know the, the dude that can really do the no. Paul Goldschmidt's a righty. Never mind. Thought he was a lefty. I, I guess we didn't watch enough Arizona Diamondbacks games. Yeah. To no, I mean, yeah, and and listen, I mean, so far, what Q looked really great. But it was, you know, his first time out there. But it was a good start. Darvish, people were excited about it because the velocity is up, and that was the Four biggest walks. problem. Yeah, but, but I don't care. Spring couldn't training. find his location, and I swear to God, I can't tolerate another Chatwood season. And the Cubs unable to throw strikes is one of the bigger problems on the pitching staff. This is a really good pitching staff that really struggles to throw strikes. I don't even know how this fucking works. I mean, they maybe walked the def- everybody last year, yeah, and maybe the defense is just that much better than even the numbers show, you know, like I, I think there's some way, you know, it's, I, I don't, I don't always think those defensive efficiency ratings. Do you want to give it to me, Danny? Durr, 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 durr. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. Like I look at the numbers. I, I'm not that good at math. I'm like, yeah, sure. I believe you mathematician, but I don't know. Well, if, if they're better than the me. other teams, well, I mean, the- I understand batting average. I don't, re- I still <laughs> truly don't average. understand, you know, like that's easy. I get it. I got this many hits out of the, the, the percentages, but there's some, some of the stats. I'm like, eh, okay. Uh, war, war feels accurate. I mean, you look at it through history and you look at hall of famers. You're like, this makes sense. 
This all makes sense. Well, John Lester's got no time for it, and right because because they're all saying that he's on the you know the decline of his career and he's just going to get worse and worse, which we all expected. Remember we, of you know, course, when, when he signed I do. The I'm the biggest John Lester fan in the world. He's gonna. It's it's almost over for him unless he finds another way to pitch. John Lester was excellent last year, and he that's was why great. I'm, and that's I why I'm wondering. It. In fact, I looked this up because when when the first inning runs, he gave up the two run bomb on Saturday. Yeah, and uh, you know, I was I was like, oh, more first inning runs for Lester. And then I looked it up though, and he was actually the best regular starter last year in the first inning. He had a two fifty three ERA in the first. So revisionist history. Uh, actually, that I think it was no, the year. That, but, makes no, that makes no sense in my eye test. Well, that's it, because it was 2017 that he was fucking right. horrible in the first, not 2018. He was decent right. last year. Hendricks was the worst, though, of the regulars last year with an ERA near seven in the first inning. Well, he doesn't throw that hard. He's got to really warm that fucking thing up. Yeah. <laughs> 88 well, to 89. And, well, and, and by the way, he, if he, he was if walking he, people like crazy because he yeah. was not getting the low strike. And if the cut, you know, the Cubs seem to lean into those things a little bit. And if they're like, ah, oh, Hendricks isn't that good in the first, we should get him out in the bullpen earlier and have him really get loosened up. That means he's not going past four this year. <laughs> You're never going to see. <laughs> yeah. He's not three and a half. Fucking, you know, two, two and two thirds. Joe's going to be like, eh, maybe it's time to pull him. Brad well, Brock. Maybe, maybe he's the guy that gets the opener, right? Yeah, I was just going to say Brad Brock's going to be his opener. The one, the one guy on the sta- on the starting staff that gets the opener because he's still in the bullpen fucking warming up please baby jesus if there's anything you can do in my life please don't make the opener a thing don't let this <laughs> i don't i don't know like i'm all about I'm, I'm probably the guy on this show who's more willing to like see change and have them change things in the league and change some rules and and do a little bit i, I don't like it well what's the I difference just, between I, having well maybe there's a bit of a difference but what about when you're just shorthanded, like when Jen Ho sang, who God, I'd never want to watch him no, pitch again. Listen, but he it totally up- makes sense, Danny, because I mean, the, the way they use bullpens now, I mean, it's all about the numbers, you know, but I miss seeing guys throw nine innings. Now I'm going to see a guy come in and pitch like two through five. It's just weird. Well, I mean, oh, everybody's a middle reliever at that point. Lyle, Lyle it's before a bullpen we game. die, we're going to have an offense and a defense in baseball. It's just going to be nine hitters. <laughs> and then there's going to be nine fielders, right? And and and, and, and there's going to be pitchers. nine pitchers in that field. At least it's nine. That's nice. Nine innings, nine, nine pitchers, nine, nine fielders, nine, nine, yeah, nine pitchers, nine. So you know, and it's just going to be like, okay, so you're going to have an offense and a defense because the the players association gets more money because then you got you know whatever you you would have to the absolute minimum you could have is 27. You'd probably have to have about 35 guys on a roster uh, in order to make that work. Well, it looks like they might be going to 26, and I really hope that one of those people on the Cubs is not going to be uh, Jen Hotsang, because I do need to fucking rip this guy a new asshole for a moment. I started to bring him up, and I'm not gonna. I'm not going to be denied. He is horrible. I every time I've seen him pitch, it's gone fucking terribly. He's pitched three games with the Cubs. Right, he's given up eight runs in two point two thirds innings. No, uh, yeah, no, no, he's given up eight runs in like eight innings in the major leagues. He's given up eight runs in two point two thirds innings this spring. But you want to know something funny about Jen Ho saying? Well, you already know because you're reading what I wrote. Yeah, it's <laughs> the Cubs have won all three games that he's pitched in, in in the regular season. 
All did three we, of them. Did we have that with Chatwood last year too? Yeah. We were like, God, they fucking he couldn't get record. he couldn't get a win, but they kept winning his starts, and he'd let up six runs. Yeah, and he was the only one who's getting a ton of run support. But this guy, he gets hit hard every single time, and he's decent in AAA. I looked at his numbers. I don't know why he can't do it when he's wearing with without an eye on his hat. He needs it. He puts that C on, and he fucking sucks. They should let him pitch in his Iowa Cubs hat. Yeah. Um. Listen. Let, let's gotta, let's talk about the other end of the battery. And I didn't know this about one of the players on the Cubs team and one of Danny's favorite young players on the team. But apparently, this guy is a porn star because he has a gaping asshole. Amazing. Because, <laughs> I mean, I don't. How do you get an entire baseball up your ass? I don't know. It threw your pants. And threw your pants. Yeah, it was incredible. I think Vic- that his ass ate that baseball like it hadn't eaten, like a fat kid in front of a cake. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude, I watched the video that you put out there, Danny. Slow mo, super slow mo. And where's Se- Baldo? Seriously, where the morning. fuck did it go? I don't know. In his ass. I am so. If you haven't like, seen it, Daniel retweeted. Well, either now or you you can see it in his recent tweets. Yeah, you could just uh, see it. Just it is, look up Victor Caratini, asshole. Yeah, I just do not know where it went. I mean, it makes the ball sticking to uh, what's his face's catcher's gear just who's a what's look like child's play. Like it disappears. Well, maybe that's what Wilson needs to do instead of taking it in the nuts. Just like you know, move your asshole a little bit. Just take it right <laughs> up the ass, and uh, you'll be good. You just poop that thing out later. And uh, <laughs> give it to a kid. <laughs> I mean, what's what's the rule on that? If the ball is lodged in your asshole, is it still in play? Well, I like, mean, if he's in play, the catcher is technically out of bounds, but the pitch has been thrown. It's <laughs> it's a while. I, yeah, I think it's in play. And I think I, I mean, do you th- I mean, if he can eat the ball, do you think he can just like flip over on all fours real fast? Just launch that thing down to first like a ping pong <laughs> like ball at a strip club. Oh, I was going to say like, a yeah, like a stripper <laughs> with some skills. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I got to see that. Now, they wonder why uh, audiences are declining for baseball. It's because they're not they don't thinking, allow that. It yeah. would be way more fun. Yeah. They, they wonder why audiences are declining for the Sun Ranto show because we're two hours in and we're talking about uh, Victor Caratini and... shitting a baseball out to second base. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to say it again. I'm still, like, blown away about that ball sticking to Yardi and Molina's fucking chest protector. I mean, you just brought it up, and I just started thinking about it. I'm like, what? fuck happened what is going on it was like velcro and and how was there no how was there no fucking like rule like (laughs) nothing no rule was broken there yeah they were like yeah sometimes catchers uh put a illegal substance all over their chest but don't worry about it it's not a big deal yeah Yeah, michael the game's been around for 150 years and that has never happened one single time ever to any other catcher except for yadier (laughs) maleda who is covered in sticky Sticky yeah, glue. Yeah. Michael, it'd be like if one of the receivers on the Cowboys, like the ball hit him in the back of the hand in the end zone, it just stuck to his forearm. They're like, oh, no, the ba- <laughs> he, he never turns around. It just sticks to the back of the helmet and he just yeah, keeps running. Yeah. And he says, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> just putting, just put, just putting, uh, I mean, it, it's possible that I was thinking about this the other day because it got brought up again the other day. And what if uh, Yadier Molina had just jacked off on his own chest? And it, that's what was uh, the sticky substance was just Yachty cum. He might he might have just pulled out a Caratini's gaping butthole. 
I don't. I I don't know if it's Yachty. That sticky. that sounds a little more like Carlos Martinez sort of stickiness. Oh. Everyone dr- and in everyone driving in their car right now with their children just turn the volume down. They're like, they don't listen guys. with their kids. Well, what what if, if, you're, if you're listening to this show with your children? You, I'm calling yeah. DCS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what you're saying is Carlos Martinez jacked off a bunch of uh, herpy cum all over uh, the chest protector <laughs> of Yadier or Molina. <laughs> Just disgusting. Can we talk about something else that's disgusting? Yeah. Or at least, uh, I mean, this really rubbed me the wrong way, but it's, uh, you know, the Addison Russell. We got to, I know we're not, I, I, it's so unpleasant to talk about him, but he's going to oh, be on the I, team. I, so. talk about him. I, but, can we, yeah. how, but how about how I'm gonna sit this the, some random woman <laughs> flying her W flag down in Arizona and Addison's like, you know what? I'm going to make amends for my domestic violence issues and my suspension. And I'm just going to stop by this random woman's house. Uh, maybe he didn't know she was a woman, but who knows? He gave oh, he her knew. a, he, he knew. He knew. Yeah. He's he f- wrote her a little note. Exactly. Right. Side baseball saying how much he loves Cubs fans. And, you know, saw that hung W in all capitals, in all pink capitals, ink, just backward with backward leaning letters. He's a fucking Ted, psychopath. Ted Bundy uh, through it through. Think of the level of stalkerness that he has to have by seeing a fucking person in the stands and being able to find where they are in the world. No, I no, I, I think it was the house. I think he was just driving by. Yeah, I mean, Michael, she didn't have the W game, W flag at the game. And he I thought he had a W flag at the <laughs> game, and then no. he fucking like, stalked her to her home. No, he walked by oh. her house on his way to spring training, and they had a flag flying, you psychopath. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Which is that, still you know creepy. What? Just that like, makes me feel a lot better because I it was like, does? Fuck. Just, yeah, I don't think him. That's he, creepy. Who, he he thought it was a good idea. He it's just, a it, dude, he's so stupid. He is the dumbest. Name yeah. off my lips and stay out of the news. I don't want to talk about him all year. Yeah, I just want to hear about you going three for four and like making okay. a good catch. And then we'll be like, Addison Russell did this, and we'll say I, it very I, plainly. I honestly. I feel so much better about this story now that you explain this because it's not better. I was, it's the I was dumbest was first move. <laughs> like, like when uh, when fucking A Rod would like sign a baseball, and give it to the ball boy, like go give it to that woman, and then you know, and then go have sex with her. No, no, yeah. that's not what happened. What happened was is that the bigger picture of it is Addison Russell is in trouble. He has a PR nightmare on his hands. Nobody fucking likes him except for people that don't give a fuck about that. Do you think his teammates still, they seem to be like on his side, I guess? Do you what think choice like do they have? I know. Do you think they like having him in the locker room, though? I they, mean, I don't know. They're going to grin and bear because it's their fucking job. If you got somebody at your I, job, I, what are you going to do? Quit? I, no, I'd fucking say something, though. To, to who? No, and make well, things you worse. Can. And yeah. maybe they did, but you're still going to fucking go into work every day. Yeah, you still yeah. got to see him. And and but what my point Can is, you imagine that- if the whole team called in sick on like fucking opening day. <laughs> we don't want Addison on this team. We call in sick. Hey, I mean that happened for way uh, fucking stupider reasons, like when players refused to play Jackie Robinson because he oh, was yeah. black. You know, it's like this would actually be a real reason to maybe protest, but it ain't going to happen. Too much money, um, you know, maybe if it was a fucking your I mean, if it was a softball team, if it was your softball team and you find out Earl, who plays, you know, first base, is beating his wife, he's off the fucking team. But when there's money involved and actual talents, because Earl sucked, let's face oh, it. And, and and legal contracts. Yeah, legal contracts, things change considerably. 
But my point is this. How does Addison Russell think this is a first good PR move? Now, maybe dumb people are just like, oh, wasn't that nice? Addison Russell's such a nice boy. He went and gave that random person a baseball. But I don't think that that is really impressing anybody else who really gives a fuck. Or knows what's happening. Or knows what's happening, yeah. It's stupid. It is. Anyway, moving on. Speaking of uh, uh, contracts and lots of money, Sinclair Media, what do you got there, Danny? $50 million a year, they say, in their uh, conference call when they um, reported earnings. Are, they're going to be uh, making raking off the Cubs, meaning off of you and me, due to a, a high a, having to pay to watch the games. They will no longer be at WGN if you didn't hear that. Ne- not this year, next year. What what, so what, what, what what do they pay the Cubs? Isn't that sad? The, no more Cubs baseball and WGN after all these years. Last game uh, against the Cardinals and on twenty uh, seventh of September. Seventh, twenty like. seventh of September. Do yeah. you remember? The, the 27th, 27th day of September. September. <laughs> uh, yeah, sad, so, sad. A lot of history on WGN with those Cubs, and a lot of it's just gone. It's well, just and they've gone. been on ABC, too, for free. Um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, ABC as well. ABC is actually Channel 7 here in Chicago. Well, I mean, the thing is, if you want people to be a fan of your game, I, you know, and especially if, uh, you know, you're trying to get, the youth who's going to be alive for a long ass time, probably 175 years. The youth is going to live to be 175. Um, So, you know, if you don't capture them young, you know, uh, they don't watch cable. They don't subscribe. They don't have money. In fact, because uh, nobody. Oh, so they're, so they're the Ricketts. (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, uh, well, the the youth the youth does will never have cable in their lives now. Whether they'll get the sling package, which the extra six dollars or the extra eight dollars or the extra twenty dollars to get the six dollar thing, I I don't know how many people are going to sign up for that. M- MLB with the app and being able to watch on your phone is great. They need to stop with the fucking blackouts. Yeah, it's it's absolutely that, horrific. That's and- the way it's got to go at this point, especially if you're going strictly cable. Or the Cubs need to make their own app, which I don't believe. I don't know any team is doing that. Maybe the Yankees, maybe yeah. the Dodgers. I don't know, but that seems to make all the sense in the world to me. Like, there's this new app out there, Danny. I don't. I know you don't follow a lot of other sports. Um, you're you're all baseball all the time. Um, ESPN Plus has an app and they're buying up a lot of stuff. They're buying some soccer. They're doing some MMA. They're doing a lot of different sports and, and boxing. Um, and they're killing it. They're getting a ton of subscriptions because they're playing sports constantly on the CSPN Plus app. And I, I, it's it seems to be the wave of the future with a lot of well, this stuff. single and, app. And Lyle, I even have a plan for how they could make it work in the current configuration. You charge everybody an extra fucking six, seven, eight, nine dollars a month to get rid of the blackouts. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. And then you split and it goes directly. Money. Or you could pick, and you could pick one team. How about you pick one team? Because that's probably the only team that gets blacked out anyway. Unless you're in Iowa, yeah. you get blacked out from everybody. And then you send that money to the local stations that think they're going to lose money, right? But that's how you get around it. Like it's like, or they split it. These three way split. MLB Network gets a third. The team gets a third. The other network gets a third. Yeah. Well, they right, no. They want they want to own it all. And yeah. you know, well, and- that's the whole thing is that the local networks think they're getting shut out, and that's why it's a blackout so that they can carry the games, even though they don't fucking carry the games, right? Like all the time, and that's why we have blackouts. Pay we've extra, we've already says they'll pay an extra five ten bucks to get rid of the blackouts, and then you could just give that money to these. 
sad little corporations we, that we, are broke. We already saw this fail in Chicago. The White Sox did it. The the uh, Blackhawks notoriously did it. You know, yes. and and took away the ability to watch the games without a subscription. It failed. Now people are spinning it this way. Oh, things are different. Uh, you know, people aren't that way anymore. Now they're used to this sort of premium content and needing to pay for it. But are are people willing to do like, you know, the let's say you have DirecTV and uh, so then you have to, which I can't even get here. So let's say they only get a deal done by the, t- the time the season starts with DirecTV and Dish. I can't have I, well, that. My, that, my that is crazy. Like, I think they forget that part of it in Chicago proper. Most buildings in Chicago do not allow you to have Dish because they don't want all those fucking things hanging off the side of the building because it's a fucking eyesore. I lived in a high-rise. You can't have fucking 80 dishes hanging off the side of the building. I mean, it looks fucking insane. Well, and, and some buildings are like RCN buildings and others are Comcast buildings. And it's right. really all over the place because it's an old infrastructure that, you know, just will never be updated. Um, but what, what I'm saying is we don't know that this is going to necessarily work. So you'd say Sinclair Media is going to make $50 million off the Cubs and then everybody's like extrapolating that out to be like, you know, an extra $150 million or something like $100 million, I don't know. For the Cubs just extra from what they were getting from WGN and CSN and all that stuff. And uh, I just don't know that that is necessarily the truth. I mean, they've been talking about it for five years saying, oh, they're going to make, you know, caboodles of money. And then uh, we're going to get Mike Trout and Bryce Harper. And uh, I mean, the money's just going to be ridiculous. And, you know, everything's going to be great. But, you know, as far as I could tell, billionaires tend to like to keep the money they earn. Well, I think they just showed it this offseason. They're making this deal to make a lot more money, and they're unwilling to spend it on the team, which is fine. It's their fucking prerogative, but it's not the message that they have been portraying for the last few years. Well, the luxury, the luxury tax is a, uh, is a salary cap. Yeah. Is, is it, you know, so as much as that's what they negotiated to keep salaries down – and saying, oh, no, it's not a salary cap. I'd rather go to a salary cap cap minimum system anyway, and I think that's the way the league should go. A, it would cause way less frustration for the low market and the big market teams. You know, fans would just have to be – and I think it it evens out the the playing field a little bit. What if they all shared all their money and everybody had just $200 million to play with, and that's what baseball was? Communism. Hey. Well, I mean that's but that's basically what they do anyway. They share all their money. Yeah. Well, they do, but yeah. other teams are richer than other teams, and that's why smaller market teams like the Cardinals, who are uh, selling five dollar a game tickets, you know, to get people in there and buying ten dollar beers, um, you know, that's why they get their competitive draft picks. They think that money and draft picks are and or like international bonus pool and all all the little, you know, it's almost like the tax system in a way how they work it out but what if they said everybody has 200 million dollars to spend every year and there's your salary cap and uh you know that's what it is and you can't go but beyond it and everybody's even but that's not how it is it's not even some teams can spend more money than others other teams get better draft picks because of it and become the farm system for these big teams and I mean, I, I like what you're saying there in the competitiveness, the competitive balance sort of thing. But success should bring you more success. Like, right, because but, you're successful, but what's gonna happen you did is it right. That's just going to make the richer richer. 
you know, and I know it's hard to imagine. Oh, you uh, ca- how about we cap okay. ticket prices too? Let's cap beer prices, ticket have, price, uh, cap it all, cap yeah. everything. Yeah, don't don't cap the that, the my, salaries uh, that players yeah. can get, but cap the you know the prices that the people have to pay. Make make every ballpark in the major leagues the same prices. That's not right? a free market, sir. Yeah, sorry. And but by the way, the, people. Yeah, but baseball but, is not a free market. It's a fucking yeah. socialist construct. But that they but, all share their money anyway. Yeah, Michael, billionaires. It's, way, it's, it's billionaires. Way more, it's way more expensive to run a team and have a team in fucking New York City than it is to have in fucking bumfuck San Diego, where there's bumfuck San Diego. No, where I, there's no, land. I, I where there's land to play. Like it's just it's not it's not equal. There's a lot of bums to fucking San Diego because the weather's yeah. nice too. Anyway, no, speaking, actually, of, speaking of accurate. speaking of bums to fucking the homoerotic tone of this entire show. Yeah. Jake Arietta in his underwear. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Anything else to say about that? Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> what, was, what, was, what was that? I so somebody pointed this out and I didn't Don, see Don, it right Don, away. Don Strand has printed that photo and her entire house is just covered with that photo. Yeah, new wallpaper up. New wallpaper. In the bathroom. And I, I didn't notice this at first. Somebody had to point it out. Friend of the show, Don Strand. The actual uh broom is like leopard print. Wow. I mean, I I was focused on his ass on is that an eagle on his ass or whatever? But the broom itself is leopard print. Like he went so far as to like make the broom sexy. Everything about Jake Arrieta looks good. <laughs> Let's just face it. That guy's ripped. So yeah, that looked good. Um, just real quick to uh, spring training games. Well, uh, what, what was the purpose of that? I didn't even. I don't. He's understand. weird. He's a weirdo, and he likes to I, show off his body. He was naked on the cover of ESPN or whatever the fuck. What I was didn't. He un- I just didn't understand it. Body can, can we start it. to fill? the ranters page with and and maybe twitter with uh the jake arietta meme but it's us wearing little nobody speedos wants to see we're gonna lose even more li- no we've already been losing listeners <laughs> we don't I, need to lose I anymore think we should do that everybody just drive this show taking your pictures in your speedo sweeping the floor oh god share it to the world you know i'll do it you know i'll do it uh but nobody wants to see it um Anyway, I just wanted to say that there are going to be games on TV again this week uh, on MLB Network on Friday and Sunday on uh, the aforementioned and sadly last year of WGN. So, and I don't know when we're recording next. I don't know. I don't know. Probably when Jake Arietta gets in his underwear, we have to do an emergency show again. And it's, how about Bryce Harper and Jake Arietta? That would be some... Really marketable porn, wouldn't right. you think? Oh my god! So uh, anyway, I wanted to say uh, there's been a Caratini taking it all. Oh wow! Man, well, <laughs> well, he he is a receiver. I so, know. Well, in yeah, well, he's a catcher. We it saw through what and happened through. with that ball. We saw what happened with that ball. There's room in there. So uh, I also wanted to say thanks to all the people that uh, upped their Patreon pledges. There, uh, well, there's a couple people that did, and uh, that's really uh, wonderful because we've had a bunch more people that have also gone down. So, like, actually, it's been about even. So it's like get a couple co- coming, couple going. 
Um, anyway, I appreciate all your support. I understand that it's that, you know, maybe you don't have more than a buck a month to, to, you know, give us to keep the show on the air. But if, uh, if you do that's have a beer, it's a beer a year, people. A bi- with it's a, for one of us. If you really want to give us a beer a year, it's $3. That is the, the medium people go from one to five and then five to one. Right. Yeah. Well, is, is let me just say, where's the, where's the three? Yeah, let me let me just say though, like, even though it is kind of rough when they when they lower their pledges, thank you for not just cutting us off completely. Yeah. I, I like, must admit, and and I maybe shouldn't admit this, but it does hurt my feelings personally. <laughs> it does. It fucking how could it not? Somebody's. I know. I know. They, I, I'm like, oh, what am I doing wrong on the show? Like, why does the show suck now? Oh, is that song I put out? Oh, it's the true. thing I said about the, this or the that. The show is five I, and, times and by less the way, good. By the way, he's not joking. Him and I had a 30, 40 minute conversation about it the other day. Yeah. He's worried. He's, he's like, what are we doing wrong? What happened? Are well, we what, it's not just us. It's that nobody's excited about the Cubs, too. Like, they're like, I don't really listen right. to this anymore because, like, the Cubs are just kind of where they're at. Maybe I'll listen later in the year if they're doing any good. But I'm just saying, it's like, you know, we've been doing, we've been doing a lot of episodes for the last, like, seven years. And so, and we're not really growing Patreon wise. So, I, you know, so to see it go down, it just hurts my feelings because I'm just like, ah, maybe I, I need to actually do something else with all my time. Yeah. And the, I'm the, just, the, just the honest, is, just being honest. I, I'm pretty sure that that $250 million buyout for our Cubs network is, is coming. Yeah. Soon. Th- th- three well, years. Wait, and then Gimlet, Gimlet media, the podcast people, they got bought for 250 million. Yeah. That's but, what we're looking but for. But I am so thankful to those that have stuck with us all these years and given us the money to keep this podcast going. Cause it's pretty much a break even scenario. So, you know, uh, we do this for love and, uh, so when people love us less financially, it makes me, uh, well, it makes me just sad. So, but thank you to everybody that does give because you don't have to fucking do it. And uh, the other thing I want to point out is that, you know, I'm kind of sick of the fucking freeloaders just because it has been seven years. And I'm like, you know, fuck these motherfuckers listening for free all this time. <laughs> and so what I'm saying is this. I haven't even released the last episode we did on SoundCloud for free yet. And here's how I'm going to do it. When I release the new episode on Patreon, that's when I'll release the old episode on SoundCloud. Because I'm uh, people, you know, they they don't, you know, you got to support this shit. That's all I'm saying. If you're a freeloader, you know, I've just got to say, give us a fucking I love, dollar. I love you, but but yeah, but but you're not, you're really not helping us here. Uh, you know, motivating us to, to come on and talk about this. And you might be like, that's fine, because your show fucking blows anyway. I listen and fast forward just in case you say one funny thing one time. So, well, the 40-man competition is over. Hey, Danny. I hate Play that song. The, which one? The 40-man roster one. Oh, yeah. All right, that's enough. We've heard enough of that. We've already... <laughs> All right, I asked last week, and we're done with the 40-man competition. We probably yeah, missed I, a, a couple players, but it's 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 boring. We yeah. At this point, we talked about everybody we wanted to, and I think the uh, I, I think we've covered pretty. There's a couple guys we may have missed, but they're I not think we might have missed Chatwood. Uh, it's none of us I don't like, think anybody not, thinks that he's going to be. Uh, none of us like. It doesn't him. matter. He had it. I, I kind of like Chatwood. I'm rooting for <laughs> Chatwood. He's our guy. You pay. He was. Up. He was your guy, and he let you down last year. Yeah. So what? He's but he's still the guy on the team. He's making ten million dollars. He's going to be on the team, so he's got to do well. So I got to root for him. Blah blah blah. Anyway, um, last week 
Wilson Contreras wins in an ultimate landslide, probably the biggest landslide that we've had in the 40-man competition. Which was crazy because Michael did everything in his power to lose it. And the one time he doesn't really back his guy up and picked another guy, he fucking wins. Well, that was like Joe Madden in Game 7 of the World Series. Just everything he could do to lose that baseball game. I was was actually hedging my bets. Like, you know, if Rizzo wins, I win anyway. People, so I took the other guy and, you know, people wrote, just felt bad for so, you. Uh, you know, I had a, I had a two thirds chance of winning there. Was this your only win, Michael? It probably was. Yeah. Well, unsigned backup catcher. Loser. Sorry. It's fair. It's fair. Unsigned backup catcher came in second um, on uh, Facebook with uh five and that ba- beat anthony rizzo which is insane that beat well everybody understands yeah. you know uh our catching situation needs attention um but that beat anthony rizzo because here's what i asked whose season matters most that's how i phrased it um uh it beat anthony rizzo uh bobby bonilla jason hayward and uh bryce harper and with only one vote and it was my vote because he was my guy, Victor Caratini. Nobody believes in him. On Twitter, 60% landslide Contreras to 31% Rizzo. 6% went with unsigned backup catcher, also beating Caratini at 3%. Yeah. Uh, you know, Maldonado is still out there. Yeah, I know. Um, what is know, fucking... I looked, I looked through the list, and granted, some of these guys are, are a little odd uh, that they're still on this list, but Salta Lamakia? I think he ju- no. I just I think he went somewhere too, or or maybe he retired. I don't know. I thought he retired. <laughs> like I was so surprised to see that name on there. Yeah. Uh, it- the the uh, yeah. Um, we had a more. I don't know. The Cubs really. They do need to get somebody, right? Yeah, they do. And well, and Contreras is. I think he's going to get better and better. Uh, it, it, I read some article about how his brother has helped him because we talked last week about the eighteen runs that. Uh, he is worse uh, because of uh, pitch framing, or his lack thereof, I should say. And he said his brother, who is a, a catcher in the minor league system, showed him a different way to do it. And now he moves his glove by a quarter turn, but keeps the pocket on the corner of the strike zone. So he relaxes his glove hand, and he has a different rhythm when he catches the ball. So, is that so less why, movement? Is it, why is it he on the fucking team then? Yeah, yeah, he knows all this shit. I know, which which also means I'm expecting a flurry of balls to bounce off the tip of his fucking glove during April and May, where he's just kind of misplaying it a little bit. So just be prepared for that. Well, he said that uh, catching coach Mike Borzello told him the exact same thing. So, so it's. uh, (laughs) But I did. I didn't believe him. Yeah, my brother. My brother though is like, you know what you're doing. You you got to turn your. You're a quarter turn. My my uh, high school coach told me that. Yeah, that that's the that's the dream of every father in the world. You know, uh, his coach told him to do this one thing, but he didn't believe him until I told him. You know, that's uh, Chris Bryant's excuse, right? Yeah. Um, who uh, we had one more poll this week? Who will eat the most in the locker room? Is what what I asked. And I, I put three guys up there, and I was shocked. Rizzo lost this one again wow. in a really tight poll, <laughs> heavily, heavily voted. But at 
Anthony Rizzo, 33% John Lester, which I find to be crazy. Chicken. But Kyle Schwarber expected to eat the most in the locker room with 36%. Oh, fat Kyle's coming back. Maybe he can catch again. Oh. He I needs a, a needs a little. There's not enough fat catchers in the league. No. Yeah. He hasn't hit any home runs yet, but he is uh, he's making good contact right now. Well, oh, he's, he's of, going a little oppo, of, too. Yeah, Kyle, speak, Kyle's look good. Speaking of good contact, I just got a contact high. What's that smell? Hey, everybody. That, oh, Lyle, that's not a contact high. That's a contact <laughs> down. Yeah, you guys. Oh, my God. Dude, uh, you smell disgusting. What is wrong with well, you? Well, I, I, I must admit, and this is a little embarrassing, but... Uh, I, I'm just out of jail. I um, what? The, what for? Fucking what, dude? Well, last week, right after I was on this show, I I I go out to Tibet, right, and I'm gonna visit my old friend, the Dalai Lama, because and he truly is an old friend. Because if you count all his reincarnations, uh, we're actually the exact same age, pretty much. I, I all really right. Lost well, track, I, I, by the way, off the air, we gotta get back to this. I want to hear all about your friendship with Dalai Lama. That's pretty fucking cool. Oh yeah, we've known each other well. 8,000 years, something like that. I don't know. So, uh, anyway, I drink some fermented yak's milk, you know, (laughs) because it's it's delicious out there. But I guess it was a little too fermented. I could totally get shit-faced. Next thing you know, I'm in a Tibetan jail. And, uh... And if if you must know what I got charged with, it was indecent exposure. I, uh, How are you not charged with that every single yeah, day of your dude. life? Well, I, I, my magic carpet is fast. I usually get away. But <laughs> when I'm drunk on yak's milk that's been fermented a little bit too long, and uh, I end up in a Tibetan jail, which, to be honest, looking around this place is actually much nicer than your apartment, Danny. Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah. yeah well. T- Tibet, what do you do in jail? Just sit around on a fucking mat and do yoga? Jesus Christ, it sounds like Camp Lala. I believe you mean uh, Camp Shangri-La. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Shangri-La. So uh, anyway, I have to make amends, and so I've been going. So, my- so what? What? So how, how does a guy like you make amends? I mean, you don't have a great track record. Well, I, I, mean, I got a great idea about it, and it's based on what uh, Addison Russell did to make his amends. And I'm just going to random women's houses, and uh, I'm I'm. Uh, well, I'm just giving them a poem, you know, because I'm a poet, obviously. And uh, so uh, I've been going so door so, to door. So, so you think in a way to be less creepy and less disgusting, you're just going to show up at random women's homes yeah. in their home because you're magic and you can just go inside and you're going to read poetry to them? What, at the end of their bed while you're sniffing their feet? No, no. I knock on the door and I usually give it to them right there on the doorstep. And uh, I just thought, you know, again, I've, I've again, done a couple. Ex- exposing yourself again, though. Yeah, well, and I don't think you want to use the term give it to them. Yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not up on the new lingo. I am over 8,000 years old. In fact, I, I put that part in my poem. Just let me give you my poem and what I'm saying to the women to try to make amends as they answer the door. So they answer the door. I'm like, knock, 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 ding dong. Hello, and, who's that? And I, and, I go, and I go, hi, my name's Cub Stradamus, and I was recently arrested for indecent exposure last week. So oh, to my, make, should I call the police? No, 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 no. I'm just here to give you a poem so that uh, uh, I can make amends because I'm a poet and it's all I have to give. That's that's weird. Will you go away after you read the poem? 
Uh, maybe if you want me to, but if not, I could uh, do whatever you want. So, uh, but here, let me just give you this poem. That's creepy still. Okay, go ahead. All right. I am 8,678 years old, so pardon me for being so bold. I won't take up your time. I'm just sharing a rhyme. Now check out what's inside my robe. Get the fuck out! Did I just hear a tiny Irishman punching his nutsack? I don't know what happened, but I, you know, you ever watch the Flintstones and Fred Flintstone? Was talking to that little guy, Kazoo. Oh, yeah. The little. Anyway, that guy appeared, or somebody looked like him. (laughs) Anyway, I'd never seen him before. And all of a sudden, Kupchadamas was gone. Kupchadamas was sucked into Kazoo's asshole. And he was gone. So I don't know. You guys must have put on some magic spell with your screaming, but he is gone. And let me tell you, when Kupchadamas opened his robe, I have never seen that color green. Gross. I know. Oh God! This is Kupchadamas is actually. I mean, could he, could he get worse? I think he just got worse. We might have to replace him. Yeah. I don't know. Is there any other soothsayers out there? Like, we could, we could, we could search one out. I mean, it Gene? might. We could, dude. Maybe we could do a series of interviews with different soothsayers. Yeah, but I don't even know where to start on LinkedIn. What do you look I- up? Predicting people. Uh, I don't know. I think if we're going for soothsayers, we might want to start with Steve Ciszek. Oh, yeah, maybe. Steve maybe Ciszek, we could. Steve soothsaying. I have heard from him. I think he's finally forgiven Danny. He might be willing to come back on the show this year, but we'll see. What the he's, fuck he's, is sooth anyway? That's a, that, you know, what, what are you saying? Soothsaying. I know. Who sooths anymore? I, I, I certainly don't thooth. I've, I've never thoothed <laughs> in my life. I've Dr. Thoothed. Yeah, uh, I, re- I really enjoy Dr. Sooth. Dr. Thooth. So uh, who's ready for some TFCs, baby? I, I uh, got, I I'm got, ready. I got one. All right. I hope you didn't and take I, mine because it's good. Yeah, go for uh, it, Lyle. I quote, it was from one of, one of the guy, one of the local uh, beat writers for the Cubs said, Darvish was asked why he's not using an interpreter this season. Interpreters, interpreter is expensive for the organization, he said, kind of like tongue in cheek. Uh, well, we where the organization use that money. One reporter asked <laughs> Darvish was stumped on that. And if any, when it was interested, Darvish went on to say, you guys understand what I'm thinking from my mouth, not with an interpreter. That means a lot to me. But <laughs> which I, I don't know. But but That's I did. Exactly. I did. Yeah, I did. I did think he kind of uh, uh, threw the organization under the bus. He's like, well, you know, you know, since they're not spending money and they don't have any money, he w- he was kind of saying they couldn't afford to pay for his interpreter anymore. Thinking to be fair, the mouth. interpreter wanted uh, thirteen years and uh, thirty million dollars. Fair. And it, I mean, that's pretty much going rate right in the MLB for interpreters, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, except for Darvish is only going to be there for like four more years, so. It it would be really odd when the interpreter is still there for another. Well, if nine they want to amortize the cost of an interpreter, you just go get some more Japanese players. For Christ's sake, you know, like get like five Japanese players, and then that interpreter works for all five <laughs> of those dudes, and then you just you know you're getting a little bit more out of the guy. It's like, come on, think outside the box here, Cubs. You try to save money. 
Right, and that's so, and that's how we're running our baseball team. Well, we have an interpreter. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's like start looking. How can into- they never get interpreters for the Latin guys? Fucking racists. They never do. Like half the team speaks Spanish, and they don't have one person to be like, "Oh, actually, what he meant was this." You well, know? they have a lot but, of coaches that yeah, also. Speak yeah, I was going to say that. I don't know that that's not true. I just there's, think there's, there's a lot of bilingual people. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I think probably a lot of MLB players speak some Spanish, you know? Right. Baseball is probably not? the most bilingual, uh, well, American sport, at least. I mean, obviously, I think yeah, football. soccer, football, yeah. football. Right. Yeah, you got 93 different languages on Real Madrid. Yeah. Right. All right. What do you got? What's your TFC? Mine? Yeah. All right. All right. Juliana's over. And I post this, posted this on the Ranters page, and it's, it's a little bit long, so I, I won't. I, I should well I'll just say what she said. She picks it looks like she's on the toilet in the picture. Have you seen this picture on yes, her Instagram? I, yeah. And she's like making a sad face, but your makeup's totally done. And she's making a sad face and she writes this. This is me taking a walk in clinic selfie. Today was a hard day. I ran ten minutes behind to almost every meeting, cried to my bestie and drank a glass of rose before noon. Was late to pickup line. And now I'm at the clinic getting tested for strep because I'm the mom who can't help but kiss her sick baby. Parts of me wants to give the predictable light at the end of a tunnel manifesto. But sometimes I think we are so desperately wanting the end of the tunnel that we miss the pitch black middle of the tunnel. Kiss on the mouth that Grace leans over to give and say, I am here. I see you. I will show you the way. Because there is no path that takes us where grace does not follow. Yeah, so, so she so she wants to celebrate the blackness, is what she's saying. I guess she's a, she's a little sick. Uh, Ben's white well, ass coming in there with his fucking pencil dick. Well, like, well let's celebrate well, a little woe blackness. Is, woe is her anyway. Get Solaire up here. Little tone deaf. Yeah. Well, it's just like, cry me a fucking river, bitch. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, you got strep throat. I was just in the fucking hospital. I'm not taking oh, these selfies. Yeah. Right. Guess yeah. what happens when I have strep throat? I don't go to the fucking doctor. I just get the shit and I like, and I just stick like throat lozenges down until it goes away. Yeah, exactly. I'm not taking fucking toilet look at selfies at the Minute Clinic. And uh, and first of all, I did take a selfie at the fucking hospital. And what did I do? I made a joke about my IV and my IV and the IV on the walls at Wrigley. I did not sit there bitching about my 103 fever and my headache that wouldn't go away. Oop, there's my phone. The big thing I took from it, though, is that, you know, she's not averse to having a, you know, a glass of wine before noon. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So, uh... (laughs) But that's not even my TFC. My TFC is actually somebody that replied, because that's a pretty flexi-cube thing, but somebody uh, named Mommy in the Sky, so apparently somebody's dead mother, um, wrote on uh, Instagram, you're joking, right? It just seems very out of touch when you post of very perfectly done-up face in quote-unquote struggle mode. When you look like you have a professional following around you doing your makeup. And then somebody hey. else yelled at her yeah. for, for coming at Juliana. Oh, boy. Well, but we, what, hey, we, hey we, we, we've got to protect the rich people, you know, from, from internet <laughs> trolls. But, yeah, that was all just very unfortunate. 
that entire thing yeah was just like ugh. but whatever okay. rich well, people are different they they don't they don't understand what it is to have strep throat and not be able to afford to go to the medic clinic <laughs> so yeah so good luck with good luck with that Jules enjoy your toilet stay okay well well i have one that should bring us back up and end us on a high note here I've been uh, high this whole time. I don't know what you're yeah, talking about. I was going to say, dude. <laughs> uh, all right. Today was wake and bake for me. Hell yeah. My throat hurts. I got to fucking anesthetize. Yep. So in response to the Bryce Harper deal, the 13 years and $330 million, uh, and this may have been posted through a lot of people, but I, I took it from uh, some dude named Jason Schwartz. Uh, there are children in Philadelphia who aren't even born yet who will throw batteries at Bryce Harper before the end of his contract. <laughs> it's true. And I love that. I love thinking of like 11-year-old kids whipping batteries at Bryce Harper. Oh, yeah. I, just at the end of his contract, just sucking, batting. Oh, oh look, Mendoza. Michael, you won, you, you won something else today. Hey. hey. Yeah. I'm a winner. Yeah. If you win, you better go play the lottery. Oh, they don't have it you on know, Sunday. Too yeah, bad. Yeah. And you know what you win for that? You get to say the old... And oh my God! Our show's so long. Yeah. I know. Give it to me. Give it to me, Mike. Subagakog. I'm gonna say it in a burp if I can. Subagog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did it. Bug-ug. That actually sounded like Cubster Thomas. It did. Yeah. Huh! Oh yeah, Grandpa. Grandpa's getting down, having fun, dancing with the stars now. Dance shoes, replacing his cubby blue. All World Series win, Rossi is dancing. Can he beat Charo and Mr. T? Don't let them kick him off. Vote for Ross. David Ross. David Ross David Ross David Ross He'll do the two-step and boogie-woogie Two ballet, jitterbug, and contemporary Who knew all the dances Ross can do Bet he'll look real sexy in a tutu Can he be Charo and Mr. T? Don't let them kick him off Vote for us David Ross David Ross David Ross David Ross Yeah, he's dancing a little cha-cha tonight Ross is such a twinkle toes And you know Rizzo's watching it Ross getting down, kicking his legs Then judges feedback Ross dancing, Ross prancing Watch his little rear end move now Jiving, jigging, ball change kicking Popping, locking, you can't stop him now. David Ross. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. 
I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.